Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. listening to season five of mother may i sleep with podcast i'm your host molly mcelier if you have a visitor not you rodriguez thank you matt He hasn't come by written since you signed those papers. Must be real busy keeping them stables going for you. Pretty convenient, huh? Dad is gone. He only has you squeeze out of the stables. Wake up. He used you. Quit being a stupid, trusting victim. Stop it. What you gonna tell me? It was your good looks that caught him? Your great body? No, baby. It was your daddy's money. Shut up! You're stupid. You really are stupid. Your brain is as fried as that face of yours. respect uh crystal bernard who really channeled uh what it's like to be so angry you have to sort of lightly slap someone with both their hands this is the worst like i mean it is weird though right because like at a certain point when you're fighting someone in prison when you're mad at someone in prison and they're sort of like goading you on but they're not going to hit you back like that is sort of where you do a light slap, being like, "I want to hit you, but are you gonna take?" Like, it's a, where it's are a grab we? by the lapel and shake moment. It's That's non- what that is. Not like a, not like a like a slappy thing. But you know what? I didn't realize she's a weak little bitch, though. She's like, she I have is. to like, I'm non-committal. I'm gonna be like, display I'm angry, but I'm not gonna hurt you. I think what you know, one of where one of the um one of the storytelling issues that this movie has is that um. They give her two violent outbursts, and the second one is really the violent outburst. Right. And they really, it's like you have, like, you just have to have one, you know? So it's like, either, like this should have been her, she should have taken Della Ray and slammed her up against that fridge, and Della Ray should have been like, yes, let it out, you know? You're right. I think they could have maybe, well, okay. Well, prison, from everything I know, is mostly about fighting mm-hmm. or not fighting depending on how you live your life and yeah. i think that everyone has to get that first fight over with yeah but you know there's always going to be people that go want, they're going to want to pick fights they're always. fucking bored in there Ugh. that's the number one thing on reddit i read from former prisoners which is like the problem with jail is that everyone's bored yes. they're like they're just bored especially in women's prison you know wow. I hate to say it because I am one. Bitches love drama. 
Like if it's just if we're just bored, we're gonna create drama, right? I so would not survive in prison. I'm you, telling you right now. But that's how you make a friend, right? Because you can't walk up to someone and be like, "I want to be your friend," right? You have to see someone's pain, recognize mm-hmm. it, confront, make a reaction, and then stay and be there. That's how you make mm-hmm. a friend in jail. Uh, Sixty days in, what's up? Hire me. I please don't. Um, but. Um, oh my God, I die. Um, but like, so, okay. So from what I understand from Reddit, that's how you, that is how you make friends in jail, Ben. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but sounds, sounds legit. They're going to do a little like montage here mm-hmm. of like every jail, every time you get in it together in jail, you're going to the library and going to the gym. Mm-hmm. Cause those are the only two things to do. But I'm yeah. also like in real life, those are the two things you do to get your life together. Go to way, the library, get to the gym. Yeah. Like, everything she's doing in jail is like pretty much like what most people like I, I think a lot of like people creative types do in in hollywood in los angeles it's like work on your blog google stuff go to the gym yeah and repeat you know it's like yeah. it's very true to like la living i think this this montage Except i do not know one person that goes to the library and reads an accounting book <laughs> like she actually is i do love that they didn't do this with her where, like, the person tries to study law to beat their own case. Yeah. Like, you know, at every jail, all the law books are checked out from some person doing some, like, half-assed, like, I'm going to mm-hmm. get myself out of here shit. Um, but she's already good at accounting. I don't know why she has to study more accounting. She's, she can crunch numbers better than any CPA, from what I've heard. Because we got to get this bitch to Wall Street. Yeah, she needs to take do, like, her, like, University of Phoenix MBA right now. That's what she's doing. Yeah, and by the way, do you want to know what's so crazy? Is that we just did, um, come on, what's her name? Uh, Pamela Smart last week on okay. um, Lifetime. The Pamela Smart case was the first televised court case. It was a sleep- teacher that slept with her kid in New Hampshire. Oh, yeah, okay. That woman is still in jail to this day. She has never um, seen a cell phone outside of television, and she has never been on the internet because wow. they don't have computers or internet at jail. So, like, even this hoe in 1999, sorry, not to call Terry a hoe, even Terry is using an, an Apple over yeah. at the jail and poor Pamela, Pamela Smart, Smart Pamela Smart child rapist poor Pamela Smart it still has never used the internet I know she's left behind so she finally goes she gets a, a newspaper she takes one out opens it up horse racing final champion right there in the newspaper is a picture of Virgil and the girl he was making out with at the party Julia, Julia bitch bitch but but like unknowing bitch. bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so she yeah. she walks back to the cell. She's absolutely miserable. And like, what do you need when you're having a terrible day and you find out that your husband who killed your father and stole all your money is now dating a 22 year old girl Paris. with a full face, yeah. right? Um, you don't want to get hit on by a woman that's been trying to fill your face since day one. She walks up to her. She's like, "Hey, when are you gonna come visit me, huh?" And mm-hmm. she like corners her and she's like, "Take a bite of my chocolate." And like, which by the way, I actually be okay with. And I, I feel like it, <laughs> I'd be like, "I do need this chocolate right now, actually." Well, in jail, that makes you a bitch. And can I tell you something? I know from sixty days in that there is not a worse word to be called or to say than the word bitch. Mm. How I would survive in jail, I do not know. If I was a man in jail and I had my current vocabulary. I'd last an hour. Yeah. Like the word bitch comes out of my mouth constantly, but would, there is no more offensive word in jail. Bitch. I would be like, 
no, I'm not your bitch. You offered me chocolate. And I said, sure. I said, sure. And so like you offered me something. It doesn't make me your bitch. It's like, don't, don't offer me something Mm -hmm. and then like make it seem like I'm the one who was begging for it. You offered it totally normally. So that's on you and you, and you have to sort out your own issues before you call me a bitch. Okay. Two thoughts. Okay. One. I know that won't work. But I'm telling you, that's, no, 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 that's no, no, what no. I would it's tell. It's not about that. I'm that's fine what I with that theory. No, no, no. We're working like I'm trying to give the audience a visual right now. Like Google a turtle eating like a strawberry or something like that on YouTube. Like the way that she takes the bite of the chocolate <laughs> is like the most intentional yet involuntary thing I've ever seen. Yes. Because she's working with like a face of prosthetics and like her mouth doesn't look real. Yeah, she doesn't really know how it's to like, close down mm, on it. Because like, like really, like, there's like a solid inch you between where her real mouth is. You guys will never be able to see what is. I'm doing, but it's like... like, like <laughs> no, it is. It is like that turtle, turtle on a grape action. But to answer your question, I would love like to be a naked human with a turtle shell like a human with no bones but a shell but did you know that the shell they don't change those they they don't change their shells no i actually found that out on this molt. podcast that you're born with a turtle shell if you're a turtle and it, you look like a chicken breast your whole life until it turns into a hard shell mm. but you don't did you know you don't switch shells if you're a turtle um, I, this will have, this will have to reimagine all my, uh, shell, a uh, turtle goes to the shell shop jokes that I was workshopping. You really didn't, <laughs> you really knew that they no, never changed I assumed shells? it's because it's part of them. Right? But how did it grow? <laughs> it hardened. Do you know that, um. But how does it grow? If it's, wait, really? How do, how do all of our knows- things grow? <laughs> Well, here's the thing. Do you know that turtles in German is basically like um, uh, it's like no. a frog shield. It's like or something like a frog with a shield. It's like no, the word I didn't for know that. the word for shield. No, because I just learned this yesterday. The word for shield. There's like a word for shield, and there's a word for frog. When you put them together, it's the word for turtle. It's a turtle for Germans. Turtles are are frogs with shields. Speaking of Kim Richards, like truly, we both love turtles. Like, and that's the craziest part is I have a lifelong love of turtles. I've thought They're of wonderful. getting a turtle Don't tattoo. Don't touch them. I just we'll get salmonella. Found... No, my grandpa used to pick up turtles, and we had a oh. whole fucking yard. Did full he have of diarrhea a lot? I don't know. I never asked him, <laughs> but probably. I mean, it was the depression. He grew up in the depression. Like, if you grew up in the depression, you probably didn't know if you didn't have diarrhea. You know? Yeah. Anyway, um, but Beware wait, of snapping so, turtles. But they were all around my house growing clarify, up. I fucking love turtles. And They're I great. They're adorable. Boxer turtles, really. still learning every day about their anatomy. Snapping turtles are no joke, though. You, they're, they're big and they're ugly. And Don't they'll bite like, me. They'll bite your toe off. So you got to stay away from those. That's what she looked like when she bit the chocolate, right? She had like a... <laughs> she but, was. She was like... No one will ever know the face we're making, but like no. you can. No, they will if they watch the movie. They the will thing. see her trying to bite <laughs> down on this chocolate through her like inch of prosthetic mouth. <clears throat> there you go. Um, good luck finding it. So she um, corners <laughs> her, and all the other inmates are blocking her in. She holds the chocolate bar up to her face. Terry's like, "No, bitch!" And Terry goes for it. Like she, yeah. Terry scraps. She's like, "I've been lifting weights." I am not slapping no more. I am shoving and punching. And I have this note right here. This is the movie I saw on a snow day when I was seven, and I've been wondering what it is for the last 28 years. This is fucking it. However, it still might not be it, as we found out later. Mm. Terry really beat the shit out of this girl, and the other inmates are, like, holding her down, and the blonde girl gets back up, and she's like, you want another beauty mark? And she's holding a shiv, an advanced shiv. Yeah, like, that was a shiv that was, like... She's been whittling on that and been ready to use it. She's like, I'm going to start with chocolate, move up to the shiv. 
So poor Terry takes it to the face one more time. Ugh. And when we see her next, she's in the ER, which to me, like, worse than jail. I don't know. I like to think about, like, the stages of, like, worse ways to wake up, right? Mm-hmm. And I always think, okay, like, if you attempted suicide and you failed, that would suck, right? Mm-hmm. Or I'm like, if you, like, were having, like, you were on your honeymoon, you drove off a cliff and you woke up and your spouse wasn't there, that would suck, right? One of the ones I always think would suck is, like, getting the shit beaten out of you in jail and then a real Jeffrey Epstein situation except um, no one's covering up my murder. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, like, yeah. it would be, like, sort of just, like, trying to kill yourself in jail and waking up and, like, just some British ladies talking to you being like, we invented facial laser surgery. And knowing yeah. that, like, okay, I'm getting this, like, facial, facial laser surgery because I'm, like, an entry level. Yeah. Like, they're not just, like, walking around out of the kindness of their hearts, like, performing like laser surgery expensive laser surgery this is she's a trial yeah i think it's just amazing that there is even this like shadow organization of of plastic surgeons you know well to me i was like this is like another version of just like not having money in college and like getting medically tested like going to do like a medical trial like this is like the bomb ass version of that Mm -hmm. like instead of 500 bucks you get a new face Mm -hmm. and a new lease on life yeah and it was nice that they were like, not only are we going to give you a new face, we're, we're going to give you a beautiful face, a Crystal Bernard face. Do you think that they fucked up anyone else that we never got to see, like in this I, world? I actually think that they only can do Crystal Bernard faces and that there are probably several other Crystal Bernards out there. Mm. I bl- I. In fact, you, the that. other Crystal Bernard movie that you were watching may even be connected, maybe part of the larger... A face to kill for universe, extended universe, because it was one of the Crystal Bernards that this organization, it's like the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. By the way, Mrs. Doubtfire. (laughs) Mrs. This is like literally in this scene. Sammy, do you mind taking a picture of this? This is literally like a fucking spooky Mrs. Doubtfire, like Harvey Firestein had like way too much fun with the mask mold after and was like, by the way, I made you this like for Halloween. (laughs) Like it's terrifying. This is, um, yeah, that's some shit right there. That's really scary. Yeah, it's a terrifying moment. Does nothing for the turtle mouth. Do you see what I mean, (laughs) Sammy? That looks like a fucking turtle about to snack on a piece of cheese. Yeah. Um, okay. So next we see our girl, dead name Terry. Okay. She is no longer Terry. She is Allison. When I get out of here, I'm going to leave Virginia, so I will need your help. Sure. I can. I need someone who can provide me with a new identity, a birth certificate, social security number, a new background. Well, I can pay off any reasonable amount given time. You mark my words. I will be the toughest businesswoman you ever saw. Investment companies want people who can make them big money. Not with a prison record. Well, that's why I need a new name. Everything planned to perfection, huh? Brains. They rattle a little. But they're in there. What do you think? Enough is enough, Al. Come on. It's time now. Oh. Alice, what are you doing? I... 
worked again. No, it's still working. Keep making money till the key indicator commodity bottoms out. You've got to get out. Hang on. I want to watch this cat bounce. Come on. Get out baby. now. Come on. That's it. Let's clean out this position. You did it. You did it. Do I know what I'm doing? Did I tell you? Rob, you got to listen to me, buddy. Chinese bonds are about to launch. 11.53 is a great yield. This one is going to the moon. Do we buy 10 million? Nope. Buy 100 million. You lousy little pirate. You stole that Zincon IPO right out from under me. Fair game. I didn't hold a gun to their head. Your positions are a mess and they're getting worse. I knew it. They knew it. How'd they know it? Dickie, you gotta start getting to the office a little earlier. I mean, it's Wall Street. Money never sleeps. You mark my words. I will be the toughest businesswoman you ever met. And by the way, Della's like, mm. yeah. like she she felt that. Like when she said that, she was like, "That's my girl." It's not like when I get out of here, I am going to find him and kill him. When I get out of here, I'm going to burn down that farm. No. When I get out of here, I will be having conference calls, and everyone will listen. <laughs> But, I mean, in all fairness, I did not see this going her way to the extent that it did. So she has her new name, right? I'm, like, not going to lie. Like, if I got a new name and, like, a new social security and everything else, I probably wouldn't, like, be, like, this breakout entrepreneur, like, Wall Street bitch. Like, Mm -hmm. I'd probably find a way to, like, work at home goods and keep it real contained. You know, just sort of, like... Whatever happened to me, I'd be like, I don't need to go reignite. Yeah, I don't know if I would throw myself back into the world of toxic masculinity that is Wall Street. But, sister, she has her hair done. Her face Mm -hmm. is flawless. She looks like like, when she turns around, it's like Miss American Teen, like sort of like, oh, my God, like here she is. Like she really, I mean, she's just Crystal Bernard without the terrible makeup. In many ways, it's actually a very progressive movie because the standard trope is that when the woman is in the world of business and the city, the masculine space of business in the city where a woman's not supposed to be, mm-hmm. she's usually buttoned up and serious. And it's not until she goes back to her country roots that she lets her hair down mm-hmm. and is like a good old girl that she suddenly becomes truly beautiful the way right. she should be in her natural state. But here, she goes to the city and really flourishes, which is shockingly progressive for this movie i agree i agree they did like the reverse sandra bullock yeah yeah i feel that so okay so she's like running this whole floor business 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 portfolios i'm intimidated like she's like she's watching see i'm a bitcoin head right so i know i just from the last year of having very little money in bitcoin i'm like "Mm." like i'm like oh it's feeling bullish today like or whatever Mm -hmm. right i think i know my terms i don't she is like She's she's out. She's killing everyone. She's killing. Yeah, she's the brought like also the the ballsiness that she learned being in prison. She's now applied it to the business world because everyone's like, "Oh my God, Allison, you have to get out. The prices are dropping. This is no good." And she's like, "Hold on, 
Hold on. Yes. And then everyone applauds, you know? Globe of the century. She did it. So Virgil is at the races. We're going to cut back away from that, back to Mm -hmm. Virgil's plain, boring life. He's at the races to surprise uh, Loretta, who's been floating in money, as well as her bodyguard, who... Real missed, like, comic relief opportunities there with yeah, him. Yeah, that's, like, a nice, easy spot. But I, I guess maybe they were, like, very busy trying to, like, land that, like, bookie slang when she's, you know, she's like, you owe me a G, you know? <laughs> like, I need all the juice. Speaking of G is Kim G. 100% Are you Kim G. Kim Granatel? She's actually, like, a little bit of Kim G and Kim D. Did you know Kim G is like, niece or nephew went to Boston College, like, four years after us? No. And, like... They were mortified. Really? Yeah, because like she's like their step aunt or something. And mm. they were like, I mean, I didn't know them, but rumor has it, you know, when you go to a school yeah. where people are up each other's yeah. asses for the rest of eternity, you find these things out. And apparently Kim's niece or nephew went to Boston College and were not into Kim. Wow. Don't wow. repeat that, anyone. No. Okay. N- I anyone don't, I don't to kiss and grab Don't repeat that, okay? We don't, we don't. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> okay. So after this scene, we see Julia passed out in their bed at Terry's house. I thought this was the dad's house. And I was like, please tell me they're not fucking in Terry's dad's mm-hmm. bed. It would not be, but not be a, like, it, but for be... Julia, I'm like, Julia, right. come on, but girl. She doesn't, no, she's not bright. I would no. not put it past him to do that. Julia's not bright. I think she's just happy to be loved. Is it, it's, it's very sad when someone's that pretty and that rich and has no also self-esteem. Also goes to show whether you have a scar or no scar, self-esteem, it's equal You can still e- be a victim of Virgil. Mm-hmm. Virgil will find you. If he senses weakness, he, he will, will circle like will a shark. Absolutely. Like, yep. In so, his pleated khakis. <laughs> after this scene, she asks him as soon as he gets home how much you lose this time. And he says, just 20K. And she's like, you promised. But she can't stay mad at him. Mm-mm. Julia's weakness is sex. This is the whole thing we know about her. Daddy issues. You can. Vi- I There's a scene later on where I just wrote like, what happened to Julia? And I really had to like stop myself from running through the 59 mm-hmm. scenarios that basically all lead to her. Her dad molested her. Like that's yeah, she's where seeking they the all approval begin of and man, end. Even yeah. someone like Virgil, who she does not need the approval of. Virgil's a loser. Awful. Yeah. Maybe he does have that BDE after all. You know what he doesn't have is like my favorite loser in a movie is Keanu Reeves in Parenthood as Todd. Mm-hmm. Of course. Because um, like I think Todd's the best. I like marry him tomorrow, ruin my life. Like I wouldn't leave wags, but like I would absolutely be a Julian go for Todd. Yeah. The good thing about Todd is like he's a good guy. Virgil doesn't have any good guy to him. He's no. a loser through and through and a full blown psycho. Gambling money away, etc. It's just he doesn't feel. He does well. He, no, he doesn't. And Frank knew it the day he met him. Frank knew, and the you day know what? he tossed that silver dollar at his mom's ankles. Uh-huh. He knew because Frank thought he could change him. Mm-hmm. Thought he could fix him. Sick. Yeah. Frank's- Sick too. Mm-hmm. Um, Allison is running the floor at the stock exchange. We knew that she's going for a new client with $1.2 billion in the bank. Her friend is trying to get her in good, but she can only do so much. She has to talk to the assistant, Rhonda. So she calls up Rhonda. She says, it's me, Allison Bevins. Is it Bevins or Devins? It was Allison Bevins. So Allison Bevins gets right through. Okay. She's yeah. like, oh. Mr. Lukash. Yeah. So she gets in. 
And he's like, listen, you know, I'm looking forward to meeting you. She goes, do you like horse racing? Come and meet me at the Fairfield. Uh, it's coming up on Saturday. I'm going to have a table at the Turf Terrace. I'll meet you there in Baltimore. So she comes into the meeting looking like a goddess in apricot. Yeah, specifically apricot. And I say apricot. apricot because she says apricot. I'm, I yeah, call because it apricot, I originally was, I was going to say peach, like a peach. It, to me, it looked I more like a peach. pink. Yeah, it was like a pink. <laughs> it was a peach. But it, it actually, apricot was like a very like important part of it because then there's like some banter that's like a little borderline me too. You let's know? see. Let's see. We're going to play. Let's see how she handles herself uh, in it, now that she's conventionally attractive in a workplace. Uh, 4225 to 4407. Mr. Lukash? Ms. Bevins? That is not the color one expects on an investment banker. Apricot? Well, it's the most beautiful color God made. Oh, I was expecting Hunter's Green, since you are such a ferocious hunter of other people's clients. Well, I make my living offering financial advice. It's up to other people whether they take it or not. Well, I'm afraid you are almost certainly wasting your time. Well, then I won't send you a bill. Is this the kind of place where you normally conduct business? Would you rather go over bond issues and yield reports in an office? That is what comes to mind with an investment banker. Well, I hope to shatter a few of your preconceptions today, Mr. Lukash. Well, you already have with that dress. As he came into my field, he picked the sweetest apricot way before her time. You know about my wife. I've had tragedy in my life, too. I know what it's like. Doris Fussell's poetry helped me to get through her death. Well, you've certainly done your research. Oh, a little. A little. Nobody knows about that. Okay, I dug. You should have been a detective. Well, that'll be my midlife career change if I start losing my clients' money. I have a feeling that's not going to happen. Not today, because I'm buying. Anything you like. I like to think that every woman out there who watches this or listens to this or whatever it is will think what I thought, which is like, "Mm, that is so me. Like, I love to, like, research and really, like, get into someone. Mm -hmm. No. This bitch in 1999 was able to find out the poetry this man read privately to console (laughs) himself after his wife's death, found out that it was about an apricot, and then dressed (laughs) in full apricot attire. Yeah. Like... That is actually, if I was him, I'd be like, you're fucking Patrick Bateman, dog. Like, you fucking. You went too far. <laughs> you went too far. And then to recite the poem to his face, being like, yeah, guess what? I planned it. Like, I know what you read when your wife died. <laughs> yeah, she's almost like as bad as Virgil. Like, that's like, it's like going above and beyond. Like, you're just, you are just being smart on your own and you're winning him over. You don't have to actually, like, recite the morning poetry i would like to point out to everyone listening to this that's like "Mm, i spy i do this like you are a low rent version of this psycho like Mm -hmm. then and like this is psycho for her time like you're doing half the effort for none of the results and she i mean what did she do take out find his library card she also like not smooth with her stalking like if it were me and i did that stalking what i would say is i would recite the poetry and say I it's my favorite poem. It gets me through hard times, or something. And then he'd be like, "Me too." And then it's like he doesn't realize I just played him. Or you, <laughs> right? No, she's like, 
You know that poem from when your wife died. <laughs> I know that you read it. I was like, that's supposed to give him trust in you? Like, no. What you, or, what you, or what you do is you say, um, you know. I, I know what panties she was wearing when she died. Yeah, like, like, it's like yeah. sick. Like, no, she's sick. You don't like, flaunt she your fucking knows way knowledge. too much. Sorry. Sorry. Um, so the two of them are having this great time. They start watching the races. The money they're winning is piling up. He's very taken by her. She won six out of the seven races for him. And uh, he goes, I can't believe your luck. And she goes, luck is a poor excuse for good horse sense. Mm. Um, she sees Starline at Starliner and she calls out to Virgil to introduce herself. Oh, Virgil. Was that what? what? I, I was confused. Okay. I did not realize that she saw Starliner. So she goes, that's Starliner. And then oh, she goes, I thought and she was then just she naming goes, dog, I mean, uh, horses. No, she, like, she, well, I mean, it obviously had to have been written because how could you tell the 12 different brown horses apart from each other? <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, the thing is, so that makes more sense slightly because when they then go down into the paddock and they're like walking around and they just walk right up to Virgil and it's like no big thing for her. I'm like, if it were me, I thought she'd be like surprised or if it was by intention, I thought we'd have a moment where she like is like, oh. This fucker is here. I'm going to go confront him. It was like all so casual. Let me give you an example that – let me give you a for instance. Okay? Please. So do you remember when Kathy uh, Griffin was dating um, the Waz? Yeah. Okay. So like this is like Kathy Griffin and the Waz walking into a room. Okay. You know that he is the fucking dude that made all that money from all the computer mm-hmm. shit. And that's clearly – you know, well, I wouldn't say Kathy Griffin's <laughs> – <laughs> really the apricot vision that yeah. we're seeing here but like that's a power couple right some attractive blonde is like being like hey like you know i like your horse or whatever and then he's like oh shit she's hot oh shit that's the rich guy right mm-hmm. he's a billionaire like billionaire but, yeah he's famous like but it, what i'm saying is like Kat, i'm saying that not Kathy Griffin. That Terry, <laughs> Allison. terrible analogy yeah. no, for I any know. of you dealers no. fans out there I'm just saying that, like, Allison, you would have thought, Allison hates this guy. And the moment, like, one of two things has happened. Either she's at the races because she loves being around horses, and then she finds out that this fucking asshole's there, and she's like, oh, fuck. Or, as she's setting up this this plan, this meeting with Mr. Lukash, she's doing it on purpose with intentionality. Honey, this was all the long con. I know, but oh. I'm saying that there needed to be a moment where she sees, like, oh, like, Virgil's going to be there, and she has, like, a moment where she goes... Huh. Hey, Mr. Lukash, I want to go. Like, or when she's saying, let's go to horses, it just seemed like when I was watching it, I was like, I, they didn't set up that this was, it was just, it was too casual for me in this otherwise very watertight I think movie. that you, you have, you have an advanced horse knowledge. Like, I think any normal person watching this would be like, well, they live near Virginia. Okay, the horse races in Baltimore, obviously. How many horses could there be? I just think it was a it was, it was a it was a chance for really strong storytelling, and they they missed it. <laughs> yeah, they sure did. They, sh- they sure did. <laughs> they sure did. I agree with you, Ben. They no, should have read their horoscope. So, <laughs> so nice Allison note. and the billionaire are then riding horses in the field, and she's like, you know what? I can double your money in a year. And if I don't, you can fire me. But if I succeed, I want to manage the rest of your portfolio, but with 5% off the top. Now, what comes of this, we do not know. But Three apricots. 
like <laughs> she like we never get a follow-up by the way no like this woman could be financially destitute by the end of this we don't know so he never thought about investing in horses <laughs> and she's like neither does wall street but breeding is big business there's people in virginia that breed and train these horses that can sell for millions of dollars believe that that's true it's one of the last big investment plays left in this country he says that he's not very interested, but she convinces him that there's a lot of big horse farms that are waiting to be bought up and consolidated. By the way, just I just want to point out that all those guys, this guy, all his colleagues mm-hmm. are now sitting on like mega yachts because they invested in Google and uh, <laughs> Apple and <laughs> Amazon. Yeah. And this fucking bitch is like, <laughs> horses are the last worthwhile thing to invest in. The last power play. <laughs> she compares them to microchips and... Like cruise ships. She's like, it's like cruise ships and microchips. Like horses are the last big thing people haven't invested in yet. It's like, okay. Oh, all I those mean, Carnegie uh, cruise liners. Little, little did you know on the other like side of 15 years, you'd be jailed for like doing half the shit you did. Like literally they're fucking drugging <sighs> horses. Okay. She just gave terrible advice. This is 1999, by the way. Amazon is already existing. Oh. It was around. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm dying um, to get my hands. I'm like, I love to resale now. Like it's my big thing. I'm dying for, um, to get my hands on one of those Taylor Swift Amazon boxes. It's the first like collaboration box they've ever done. And it's a completely Taylor Swift lever branded Amazon box. Like also let's get back into her politics for a moment. Why is she fucking working with Amazon on this level? But Anyway, assuming she's a great person, um, they have these boxes that they're sending out. And I literally called my neighbor and I said, if you get these boxes, I will pay $5 a piece for them because, mm. honey, I'm in the Taylor fandom on Reddit and that shit will sell. Okay. There's girls mm-hmm. making keepsakes, all sorts of shit. Wow. I ordered a couple things I needed on Amazon today just in hopes that I would get no, a box. Well, if I get one, I'll send it your way. Okay, thanks. I'll pay you $5 um, and resell it for me. millions. It's on me. Um, thank you. So she's like, you know what? Investing in horses is no different than a 25-year-old son of a shoe salesman who bought up a marginal swampland and turned it into a world-class resort. And he goes, that was my first real estate deal. Yeah, no shit, Sherlock. Why do you think she's saying it to you? And he goes, sold at a profit of $3 million. I can do a lot better than that in Clark County. Clark County, by the way, season one of my favorite show, 60 Days In, takes place there. Oh, see? Like, are they writing these movies for me? I think so. Like, what if someone, like, got a glimpse into my future and, like, subtly tied? Like, when I do mushrooms, I'm like, mm. It's all, yeah. This is what it was for. Exactly. And that's why you have to do them like once a year as opposed to semi-regularly so that you can have those realizations and appreciate that. makes it strong. Don't do them regularly. Mm -hmm. So she um, comes home and she goes to visit the grave. She's like, hi, daddy. It's me. I'm home. (laughs) Sad. Um, It's like a really awkward gravestone hug as, as these things go. I'm also like way to tip everyone off like if one gardener walked by and saw that i'm pretty sure everyone know who the hot new blonde is in town right yeah exactly who has a pretty similar jawline etc to the original maimed terry thank you so they walk into an empty bar where her friend della reese is Mm. uh 
I don't know. She's like sitting she's, there doing some money. She's like shit. out of jail and fab. She's just she like. She great. They both look great post-jail. Yeah. No, jail is and, like, is, it does wonders for, for these women. And one thing that always makes me sad about like jail shows or just like people in jail is like you think you're going to leave with these friends, right? Mm-hmm. And then does it translate to the real world? Most of the time, it does not. It's like you going wanna, to Burning Man. Yeah. When your friends are on the inside, like your friends on the inside, when you're outside, you don't, right? And also, it's like a great way to get back into trouble. Yeah. Okay. So she walks in and goes, excuse me, is this the laundromat? And um, her friend does not recognize her at all until they're face-to-face. And she's like, girl! Like, they're so excited. I I really felt that, like... I did, too. But I was also like, why are you yelling, is this the laundromat? Like, just blowing up her spot as, like, a like money launderer. Like, who does that? I know. Is this where you've killed five people, murderer? It's like, you don't but do then, that. But then, right away, her friend's like, she's like, I need help. And she's like... I'll help you kill him. Like, her friend <laughs> yeah, goes straight to, like, well, how are we going to off the guy? And she's like, no, no, no. I want to do something much better than that. So she drives up to the ranch, and she takes off her glasses to get a better look in her rear view. Um, and it's the guy, Sam, that she mm-hmm. was in her accident with. She confronts him, and she introduces herself as Allison Bevins. They spoke earlier. He asked if he knows her from somewhere, which is, she's going to get that a lot, which, as you would if you have basically the same, same face, face, minus scarring and a new... Right, he's like, Are, did you sing that song about the monkeys? I'm taking reason. my cleaning lady's daughter to Disneyland this week, or next week, and she was like, Mom, I can't forget my autograph book. And I was like, people are like used to be real fans like that. You know, know what I mean? Like autographs. now you can go get Mickey to scribble on something, but like people really used to carry around an autograph book. And if you saw the girl who sang the monkey song, Monkey Ain't My Kin, <laughs> Monkey No Kin to Me. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're like I want I want your your yeah I gotta get this I gotta prove to people I met you uh-huh exactly because <laughs> that's what an autograph book is it's like proof that you met someone exactly which I don't know why there weren't more kids that like I was a poor kid I would just like come home and like come back to school and make up stories about going to Hawaii over the summer or whatever I don't know why I didn't think to sit down and like write down a bunch of famous people's names you should be like, have. <laughs> there's no I'm internet at. to like to double check it also isn't it funny that Crystal Bernard sang a song about like an anti-evolution song and that this movie sort of just about the evolution of Terry into Allison. Mm-hmm. Right? D- dead name Terry, yeah. I, t- <laughs> I mean, let's get into the Terry Allison of it all. Yeah. She does not want to be called Terry. Yeah, this is about... This is about something deeper. She's Allison now. Yeah, she's Allison. Terry's dead. Terry is... She's full on Allison. But then she's at all some in point... On Allison. Like, and so this is where I wonder with the backdoor pilot, this was actually one of my main questions. If this were to have ever continued into a series, would she be Allison or Terry? Because people like Sam just give up at some point and start calling her Terry. She's Allison, but when she goes back up to New York, well, she's Terry down here, but when she goes back up to New York, she's Allison. And part of her struggle is having to like balance those things. Sort of like very Mad Men's, Mad Men season one, you know, Dick Whitman. Don Draper. Is this a prequel to Sweet Home Alabama? It's, it's um, yeah, and Hope Call Floats, maybe. You actually know something that really bothered me with this movie? What? <laughs> no, this is for real. This is a for real thing that bothered me, is that the whole thing is that she comes back as Allison, and the, when people find out that she's just Terry, it happens, like, so easily. Like, there's not a big reveal moment. Where no she's one's like, even guess. like, you look really good. Like, like no one she, even- she never gets to have a moment where she says, well, guess what? 
I'm Terry. And all she's like figured out by everyone. Yeah, and also the way that she reveals it later on to Sam is like they rob us actually it's of a moment. Such a boner kill. Like yeah. I'm like, oh, you're such a smart bitch with your apricot and your fucking stolen poems and all the other creepy shit you did to get your way. You can't keep this one thing locked she down. Really, yeah, she really messes that one up. Audience, can I get from you on a scale of one to ten? Just tweet me the number. How fucked up is it that this woman made a meeting with a billionaire, showed up in the color of a fruit that was mentioned in a poem yeah. that he read to console himself after his wife died that no one else knew about? How fucked up is it? I'm going to say a 10. Feel free to just yeah. tweet me a number and I'll know what it means. 10. It's fucked. We will not accept anything less than a 10, but feel free to send any number. Yeah. we. What is it called? Like, we rate your dog or whatever? Like, <laughs> I've got to be a 14, 15 on you that. break, we fix. So, he asks uh, if he knows her from somewhere and she's like, listen, I just need someone to introduce me to the right people around town. I'm looking for stocks and stables to buy and I'll make it worth your while. And he goes, do you say that to all the guys? And she goes, only when I need to. He's like, listen, I can't take you on right now. And she goes, well, can you take on $5,000? U.S. or Confederate? I was like, you know, I don't like that joke. I don't like that joke either. <laughs> I don't like that. I, I don't like, like that from a character, and I don't like <laughs> it in a Lifetime movie. I was like, um, mm, I was like, I think I understand that joke, and I don't like it. So I don't, I don't like that you've like invoked like an echo of slavery into this. Mm, absolutely not. But like, here's the thing: keeping it real. Like, that's realer than we'll ever get from Southern Charm, where they just casually mention partying on plantations. I know. I'm like, um, every time they're like, we're going to the plantation, I'm like, well, you can't just say it you like can't, that. Like, you know people were slaves here, yeah, right? Yeah, you can't so, say plantation. You know, I mean, the other thing is I don't really understand what Allison is doing here, because she's clearly, like, toying with him, and she's enjoying it, but she was the one who walked away from him. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like... Like, he came back to be like, I'm so sorry. Like, I still trust you. Like, he didn't, like, if, if he had, he had already been in a state of apologies. Now she's just fucking with him. Just Do you think he's him. soft, desperate, and easy? And she's like, it'll make more sense if he takes me around than. He's also kind of a nobody. So exactly. Is. Why is he like. Yeah. He's not like the. Well, my my favorite way that this scene, the, my favorite thing with the scene is how it ends. And uh, let me know if I'm going too far ahead in Go. notes. But like, I love you know he's like really suspicious because she's like she needs some trucks and she needs some things. And he's like, "What are you a cop?" And she's like, "No, I'm just a woman who needs an escort to the jockey club ball." I was like, "Wait, what?" Yeah. <laughs> just drop. By the way, there's a club and it's at the jockey. Because a ball he goes, the, oh, the he, she goes, club. you can use this to fix up your stables and put down a t uh, payment on the two trucks you've been wanting to buy. And it's like, how the fuck do you like? That's some I'm reading She's... your diary shit. Like, what is she going around to every Chrysler dealership in the fucking South and be like, anyone come in asking about trucks by any chance, Sam? Like, she how... is. She is doing that. I do want to know where she got this fucking information. I know. And I just love the way they just drop in the, the this ball that's happening at the jockey club. Like, oh, on top of everything else, there's a ball. So, and what's great is the other Crystal Bernard movie that I got halfway through today. There also, there's a ball in that as well. <laughs> Which, by the way, you guys, I don't know if we're going to be doing two Crystal Bernard movies back to back on this podcast this season. So, if you're not a Patreon member, you might want to join because I'll be doing Dying to Be Perfect, the Ellen Hart Pena story. Okay, they're at the ball. Mm-hmm. 
she sees uh, Virgil and his girlfriend when they walk, or and his wife when they walk in. But she's like, Sam, take me for a dance. Um, so, but he's like, she's calling him by his last name. He goes, just call me Sam. And that's going to be important because it's going to be the last joke in this whole movie. Okay, so he tells her that she looks beautiful. She wants to know about Virgil, um, Virgil Chance. She wants to invest with him. He basically calls him a crook. He doesn't like what he did to his first wife. She's like, tell me more. Um, she loves the whor- I mean, by the way, like this would be my dream. Yeah. I think we would all love to go dance with our ex-boyfriend that doesn't know it's you and yeah. like have them be like, oh and my you've God. And had a glow up, like a glow up that's so good he doesn't even realize it's you. Yeah. And then like, they're telling you everything you ever wanted to hear about your evil cheating ex and being like, she yeah. was the one who got away. Like that actually, <laughs> this was that actually- will actually probably be a, dr- that will actually probably come up in a dream for me mm-hmm. i had a kind of not dissimilar dream last night where mm-hmm. i was like mm, it's me so i could see that happening this mm-hmm. was actually allison's strongest scene of the movie i think because not only is she having this dance moment but then she gets to um just be so passive aggressive and crafty it's to virgil phenomenal yeah so we do find out that he's using up Julia's inheritance like crazy. Uh, he's blowing through it. And she's like, you know what? I've heard enough. I'm going to make my next move. Let's play 53-22 to 56-24. Miss Chance, Allison Bevins. We met at the running at Fairfield. Oh, sure. You were looking to buy into the horse business. Hey, Julia. Hello, Sam. Well, I might as well confess my deepest, darkest secret. I represent a client who's expressed interest in your stables. Our stables? Well, they're not for sale. Well, you haven't heard my offer. (laughs) Well, I don't need to. Perhaps I could introduce you to one of our neighbors. He's a wonderful trainer. Very nice stables. (laughs) I see you accepted my invitation, Miss Bevins. Mr. Chance, I'm flattered you remember. How could I forget? (laughs) I'm just sure that we've met before. Louisville, perhaps? Sorry, no. Hmm. Mrs. Whitney, I've always been such a great admirer of yours. Oh, really? How kind of you to say so. And I look forward to seeing your next winner. Thank you. Trained by Mr. Chance, no doubt. <laughs> if he can hang on to his stables. I beg your pardon. What's that supposed to mean? Oh, well, the Chance stables are involved in a rather complex tax litigation, according to the county records. It's nothing. Uh, Virgil? I got a handle. Hope you can handle the banks, because I gather they haven't been paid either. (laughs) Virgil, what is this? (laughs) Well, that's something. Sooner or later, no matter what we talk about, we always end up talking about money and taxes. (laughs) You're here. You are misinformed, Miss Bevins. Am I? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, my apologies. Well, it was so nice seeing you all. Marion? My dear. That was fine. Blissfully fine. <laughs> Virgil, what were you talking about? Oh, no, just a little something. Can I get you a drink, sweet? So if you do decide to do that, give her a call. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Hey, listen. Huh? I'm off the clock. Meaning? Meaning I know a nice, cool lake where we could untie our shoelace and just go for a swim. <laughs> I'd love to, but I've got to get up early in the morning. Thank you. Hey, this weekend there's a county fair coming up. 
Nothing fancy like tonight, but you wear a pretty dress, put a ribbon in your hair, and I just might walk you around under that moon. I've really got a lot of work to do. You don't mind me asking? No, I consider it a compliment. Yeah, ma'am. Thank you. Good, I'll keep asking. Sam, for the time being, I'd prefer it if we kept it just business. I'll remember you said for the time being. So later on, Allison gets her ass over to that farm, and once the lookout guy passes, she scuttles up to the barn to go see her baby Starliner. Mm-hmm. I, like, guys, I don't know if you noticed, Wags isn't here. He's still with us, you know, in life, yes. but not at the WeWork today. He's right. going to come. Once we, like, are in a couple more episodes in this space, Wags doesn't have rabies and has been approved by the building. Good. Which, by the way, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I really felt that moment of being a parent where I was like, oh, my God, good boy. Oh, my God, you got approved. Like, I was, like, bragging to people he got approved when, in reality, all he needed to do to get approved was not have rabies. Yeah. Um, but I was, like, acted so like he and achieved More than most people. Right. <laughs> Like, honestly, they didn't ask me if I have rabies. Like, like, you're leave the dog just alone. as susceptible. 100%. Like, if not worse. I'm I'm the one, like, sitting on all these couches. Whatever. Yeah. So, um, she goes see her baby Starliner. I totally relate to that. I'd be like, I want to go see my baby. So, the door opens while she's in there. And Virgil and the farmhand take Starliner out. This is disgusting. This is like a... Sh- I was shocked by this scene. I, that like, they even had to... How they even filmed this scene. Because, like, you either have to have complete knowledge of horses or you just have to be completely mindless to like accept this information without a roadblock that you really like don't get enough resolution on mm-hmm. like it's a pretty big roadblock so roadblock sorry so they take the the horsey out starliner big boy sorry call him horsey and the farmhand starts in with the blowtorch. I'll leave Nerd Caprio at the end of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Spoiler alert, guys. Um, he fucking kills the bitch. And he starts spraying this horse with fire. And, you know, it looks like he's burning the horse, but also he's not burning the horse. And the horse is bucking and going wild. And we see that Virgil has some sort of like... It's like tormenting the horse. That is some weird fire tormenting. But what I was but wondering But he has like was... something in his hand, like a little rope piece. Yeah. But, we're not, but like they, they focus on it, but like what are we supposed to do with that information? We don't know anything that's happening here. Exactly. And like, but what I was thinking the entire time is, okay, so we're seeing a depiction of these guys tormenting the horse with fire. But I'm like, how did they actually film this? It looks like they were actually tormenting a horse with fire. Was that just me? I was like, what? No, I think that was exactly what was happening. Yeah, I was like, uh, this doesn't feel like it was filmed up to code. Yeah, this was like, yeah, this was not, I mean, it obviously wasn't digitally altered. I'm guessing the farmhand was actually like a trainer in that scene. Mm -hmm. But what we're going to find out later is the whole purpose of this is that horses are terrified of nothing more than they are terrified of fire. Yes. Which is so interesting. Yeah. Makes and sense. I mean, a fire, that's truly fire a is fight up, or flight moment for them. Yeah. Like you can't no a horse. Fire can't is up there for me too. I would say. Fire. Yeah. It's just so interesting <laughs> to think about an animal seeing fire and being like, no, I, well, I think that's a pretty, like, that's probably like a pretty strong instinct. evolutionary <laughs> animal instinct. 
monkeys are Mon- not my kin. Not my kin, honey. Maybe a horse. A horse might be. Her horse kin. might be my kin. My equine. Yeah. Well, you're done. I'm done. I'm fucking fired. Actually, you know what? I think I had that same joke. <laughs> Literally in my notes at the very It was a stretch. That's not even how you say <laughs> no, the word. No, no, no. I think that's... Just like, I, I was like, I I'm going to wedge this in. Because I was like thinking of Equinox jokes. I was doing them. I was... I think I... If if not that pun, I have something maybe even a little bit better in the sense that you're smarter. Okay. So um, <laughs> Sam and her are talking the next day while they're going to go meet this like big time boss guy who we don't know at this point who the fuck he is, but they're clearly walking into some yeah. fancy office. And mm-hmm. she's like, they were trying to scare him. Um, she said she was just basically, she explains herself for being there saying she was taking a ride and she happened to see the flames coming up through the trees. Right. She's okay. fudging the truth a little bit. We know you live so far in the country that your dad didn't even look both ways before leaving, mm-hmm. you know, the driveway. <laughs> yes. So I, I find it very hard to believe that you caught a flicker of flame through this random suburban drive you were on. Uh, yeah. Um, but... We find out this guy is going to give them information. His name is Johnny, I believe, this guy. This banker? Yeah. Oh, Jonathan is his name. Yeah, I was about to say, no one, no one in a shirt and tie in a bank is named Johnny. Mm-mm. Jonathan. So, Mr. Jonathan to you. It says, now your, I wrote here on my thing, now your bank holds the deed on these stables. So I don't know what that means, but let's play 5829 to 101.17. This is a tense scene. What is he up to? Mr. Perry? Now, your bank holds the deed on those stables, doesn't it, Jonathan? Oh, I'm sorry, Miss Bevins. That information is confidential. Well, given the extent of Mr. Chance's back taxes and debts, perhaps you could tell me why you've held them back from an open market sale. Well, Virgil Chance is one of our most prominent clients. And the most unreliable with his loan payments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I couldn't possibly discuss that. Except to say that he's very much current right now. You should know, Jonathan, Miss Bevins can send you a lot more business than Virgil. Well, naturally, we are always interested in new accounts. You're not getting a piece of his action now, are you? I don't know what you mean. Well, you know that trip that you took to Las Vegas last month? Everything on the house, plane, room, drinks? That's just too incredible an accusation to take seriously. Well, wouldn't you love to have Virgil pick up your tabs? I bet your board would be interested in hearing about that. My board? You wouldn't mind me asking for a meeting with him, would you? Thank you for your time. Look, Alice, I really want to help you, but you've got to tell me what's going on. Sam, I told you. I know you told me, but these people are my friends. You can't treat them like this. We have an agreement. Then you can just have your check back. Sam, listen. No, you listen. If this is going to involve hurting people, I don't want any part of it. Since when did you become so noble? And just what in the hell is that supposed to mean? I don't imagine someone like you would understand this. But friends are important to me. I don't make a habit of using them or hurting them. And I'm certainly not going to be the one to let them down. Is that right? Yes, that's right. I had to learn that the hard way. How's that? It was a girl I knew. Something really bad happened to her. She needed me more than she ever had. I couldn't handle it. Instead of just telling her the truth, 
I ran away. She was the best friend I ever had. And I'd, God, I'd give anything if I could just I could take that back. Okay, so what are those, like, weighted... How would you describe that? Like, all those sharper image, like, desk chachis that it's were, like... like the things, it reminds me of something I got from the Franklin and... Institute in Philadelphia, where you take the ball, you know, you've got, like, five balls on a string, oh, and you take the marble, and you let it go, and it goes... That's what like would what the you bank... call those? Like, they're, like... Like, chachki physics toys. toys. So, yeah, that's... Yeah. Fun. Okay, so he has one of those. He's probably got it from our boy Sam. Yeah. Um, I wrote in my notes here, like, I could see every girl I know being like, Allison is all of us, babe. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's like, me. Like, I love to Google, guys. I went to a dating workshop for my friend's book in Maryland, and we flew across the country to go to it. And, like, half of it was just her telling us different websites we could join to, like, spy on and judge potential men. Yeah. And, um, like, she's like, oh, join Lexus and Access. You get all their shit. Like, you can find out blah, blah, blah. And at one point, I, like, raised my hand. And I was like, okay, but, like, no man you're going to meet is perfect. Like, for me, it would be, like, a deal breaker if the guy had DUIs. Like, Mm -hmm. what do you think about that? Because, like, for her, it was all about... Finding out if that was his real name, finding out if he had a secret divorce, finding out whatever. Mm-hmm. And she was like, Scarface. I mean, like, a DUI or two is fine. What? But, like, <laughs> that is, like, literally who I think we're dealing with. Is like, I think we're, like, who is, like, this is your friend that, like, before they go on a Tinder date, they don't just do a Google they, they like, look up the, the grieving poetry. They, like, literally become a loan officer so they can get into that, like, secret financial information. Like, yeah. it's, like, they really just, like, full proctor. What do you call it when you shove a glove up someone's ass? A colonoscopy? It's, 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 like, a, it, invasive. It's invasive. There you go. That's what you call that. Okay, I'm, like, literally just, like, holding. She is an invasive For anyone at home, glove. I'm holding my hand She's up. She's shoving a piece of chocolate into life's mouth right We've now. We've all seen it. <laughs> so, uh, on the farm the next day... Uh, Virgil's there when Allison comes to see him. He's called her to come down and talk because he wanted to make sure that things were all set between them. Mm-hmm. Jonathan was acting weird at the bank because the two of them were friends. Sometimes folks around here can be a little bit suspicious about new folks, especially when they come around and try and strong arm things. I don't feel like he'd be having this conversation with a man. And I uh, definitely 100%. can promise you none of the rest of this would happen. So she was under the impression that strong people can take the lead. But he tells her, you know what, chill out. Um, she's like, all I can do, you know, at this point is I can buy your farm. And he's like, I'm not going to be able to do that, though. So before she can leave, he insists on taking her for a tour of the farm. And she's like, okay. Yeah, whatever. Even though I was raised here. And spoiler. also, even though, like, I have no fucking business here. And I know you're yeah. a murderer. And so. I know everything about you. Don't you recognize my jawline? Don't you remember? I was your wife. But we were really attentive. Can't even recognize my voice. Read a conspiracy theory. you got to look at the ears. Like, literally, Hello. Yeah, hello, I'm Crystal Bernard, and you can't even recognize my face. Yeah, my ears. My, my ears. My, like, the, that's the Jeffrey Epstein thing. Like, if you look at all the photos of him dead, like, his nose looks very different in the dead photos than it does in every profile shot. And so, of course, I go over to Our Conspiracy, where I do some of my best work. And um, on Reddit, they're like, the bridge of his nose looks different. That can't be him. That looks like a body double. And then people are like, well, he's like 
hollow. He's dead. Like the yeah, decon- yeah. decomposition has already started. He doesn't have life in his face. How do they have photos of him? They posted it. They put them in the post oh, because <laughs> it's not real. He's fucking not dead. <laughs> um, and so, I mean, I'm not convinced. Um, and then everyone on Reddit, even the, the kooks on Reddit were like, that is his dead body. Look at the ears. Duh. Because um, I don't know if you ever read any like Obama lizard people conspiracy theories, but they all it all comes down to the ears. Uh, no, but when I was an Uber driver, I did have a passenger who was really up on. That's your list. boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he told you. Uh, she. Oh, she. Oh, was it me? She. No, she was tell- talking. <laughs> when to Obama. I first met you in my Uber, <laughs> she was like, um, "Obama let aliens. I was like complicit with aliens and letting like lizard people into this com- in this country. Yada yada yada." I read it in the news. I was like, "Okay," and she's with her mom. <laughs> her mom was visiting from out of town. And the mom was like mortified by what her daughter was saying. And the mom just looked out the window and goes, my, I've never seen so many stores before. <laughs> I know. You're like, you let your daughter move to LA. She like fully is on meth, like talking about Obama's ears. You're like, I'm just trying to get home from LAX. I'm just trying to take a shower before we settle in. Okay. So. He wants to show her his new horse he got at the auction, Triple Crown Material Baby. Mm-hmm. So I know nothing about horses. Triple Homicide Material, more like it. Mm, bitch. Okay, <laughs> yes. So I know nothing about horses, but a, right when I saw that horse, I was like, that's a beast. Like, that horse looked different than the other horses, 100%. I, I thought all the horses were the same horse. I thought it was like Starliner. Star, by the way, Starliner, isn't that like the name of like a, a boat? Starliner Cru- Starline Cruises <laughs> yeah, or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, It's like Spirit of the Hudson. Is that what they're going to name the next like, horse? Like, God forbid they just name them like Lucky or like <laughs> David or something. Right. <laughs> you know, just David. Um, but David. David Bedore. The horse is really unsettled, and she asks what's wrong with him, and Virgil locks her in there with the horse, and the horse is just like, fuck, it's buck. It's knocking and bucking. This horse, horse is, like, is not dumb. happy. This horse is like, this bitch used to have a scar on her face, and I can tell, and I'm mad. And so she's like, what are you doing? What's going on? And even, like, I don't know, whatever. So basically, like, he lets her out, and he goes, like, you're not as tough as you thought you were. And to be perfectly <laughs> clear, he's, like, absolutely manhandling her and threatening her life. Like, he's pushing yeah, her Yeah, he's pushing things. her. And he's also, like, saying such, like, an unfair statement. Like, I shoved you in close quarters with a wild, huge animal, and you got scared. And it's like, oh, you're not as tough as I thought you were. Yeah, because you just did that. He's drawing a line, bitch. He's being like, you can't handle it. He's mm-hmm. like, you're not built for this, sweetie. Get back on, you know, your she should have been like whatever the little goat does even... you came in on mm-hmm. party go. Maybe he should have looked at Miss Chocolate and seen what happened to her face when when that was what happened the last time someone tangled with Allison. Nay, Terry. And by the nay, way, nay, Terry. <laughs> Emphasis on nay. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> That's um, what this movie should have been called. Allison. Allison <laughs> oh my God, I stand that. I don't know. <laughs> wow. I have been thinking about getting a cat, and like that would be Love a fun cats. name for it, right? Allison Nate Terry. <laughs> Yes. Uh, sounds like someone that you went to school with, right? Oh, remember Allison A. Terry? <laughs> she yeah. went to Swarthmore. Do you have anyone in your high school that, like, had such an iconic yearbook picture that, like, when you think about yearbook pictures, like, you think of that picture? 
Um, I'm trying to think. I don't know if there were some that were so iconic, but there was definitely a girl in my high school class named Taylor Dupree, and I just thought that was such an amazing name. That is a really good name. <laughs> Taylor Dupree. Yeah. Um, we had one girl who was very unremarkable, like, in terms of, like, when we actually went to school together, but, like, her yearbook picture was, like, <laughs> it was her with, like, her head sort of tilted to the side. Her lips were very, like, Firmly pressed together. Pursed, if you will. And I just like had the page open. And my uncle walked by and pointed to her picture and just went, hmm. (laughs) And like, I was like, what did you just do? And he was like, hmm. He's like, that's the noise she's making in that picture uh, and it fucking ruined like my whole last yearbook for me because I couldn't even open it without laughing I can't I still to this day have no I can't remember high school because all I can remember of that whole year was the end of it and actually the whole four years was the end of it with my uncle pointing at one girl like that's the most mortifying part of being human is like maybe you just posed for a senior picture or and you it were looks just... a little weird and or... someone's uncle says something about that picture and then that person's whole perception of high school is sort of summed up by one noise exactly like hmm. fucked up for but also hmm, like hmm. it's just like that sticks with me more than any memories of senior week mm-hmm. you know graduation itself yeah. um yeah i mean life is very painful and yeah. I relate. And sometimes it's one of those uh, CNC Music Factory once rapped things, things that, that make, make you go. go. <laughs> That's also another great song. I I had that on cassette. CNC Music Factory. Single. Crystal and Crystal Music Factory. Is that what that stood for? No, it stood for Sibyllis and Coles. Although you know what's actually funny? I went to high school with a girl named Crystal Terry. So it's funny that we have Crystal Bernard playing Terry. Oh my god, legendary! We <laughs> gotta do all... like a reunion. It's crazy. What if we just like made a sick reunion of all the people that we tell our friends inside jokes about, and they didn't know why? Like mm-hmm. that. Is... Sammy, delete this for my movie, okay? Like, that's my movie. It's mm-hmm. like a bunch of sick adults that get together every person that they've been telling inside jokes about to all their friends in one night, and they don't know why. And they got to murder everyone until the last inside joke that's the funniest is alive. And that's the best inside joke of all time. It's As called it. The Purge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The inside joke, the, the ongoing inside joke, was that mm-hmm. if I'm ever the last inside joke, I'm just going to kill myself. Sequel. I'm saying sequels. Okay. I, like, actually just want to have that party. Okay, so we're at a palatial estate now. A maid brings Julia and her mother and Virgil some tea. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you, Christelle. Mm-hmm. By the way, interesting about that Bevins woman. She was correct about your books. Hmm? Well, I asked Julia uh, to see them. I didn't think you'd mind. I thought it'd be all right. I mean, the stables are the collateral for the loan that she gave us. <laughs> well, sure, but I can't believe... Well, I can't believe that you're paying wages for more stable hands than you employ. Yeah, it must be an accountant there. Of course. Oh, like the overages on supplies, transportation, and uh, entertainment. 
Well, now, if you have found some discrepancies, Marion, I will look right into it. Thank you, Virgil. Right before a big race especially, I would hate to have to initiate a nasty audit. Mother! Now, there's no need for that, Marion. You go over them books like a flying wallpaper. I want you to promise me something. You kick my tail you find anything questionable. Thank you, Virgil. I'll do that. Iconic. I don't think we saw that coming from Julia's mom. Yeah, you know, these people are very intrepid about looking into the books. And they're so good at it. It makes me actually wonder why there was so much talk about uh, Terry being so good at crunching numbers if it seems like any old person can, literally any old person can look into the books and also figure it out. Well, I mean, this is the other part, too, is that, like, I think that especially with, like, women, right, Mm -hmm. that are, like, have come into wealth and are, like, the you know, they're carrying on their husband's wealth into the next whatever. I think a lot of people look at that and think like, oh, she doesn't really know what she's doing. She's just... Marion knows. You know, and then Marion hears one thing and she just calls up the guy who runs her books and says, look into that for me. And then with that, she has all the power in the world. I mean, can you think about the... Look at that house. I mean, this is no this is no five ten million dollar inheritance. We're talking a twenty, thirty, forty million dollar inheritance at that house. Marion seems sharp as a tack, but you would think that she'd be sharp enough to realize, huh, we're running out of money, and that's what also happened to Frank, and Frank's dead. So she should have maybe kept her mouth shut. Instead, do you she... think she's really running out of money? Well, they have so much money, but she knows that something's up. And yeah. so she, you know, it's, and it's the same pattern. She's, she confronts. Like, was she even invited to a party that night? Because what's going to happen next, guys, is that she's going to be like, well, I'm going out to a party. Don't wait up, valet. She has valet at her house. <laughs> and they're like, cool. And then, of course, she fucking dies. And we find that out. We're going to hear another there's, scene. There's a bad habit of people confronting Virgil and then getting into their cars. <laughs> like, yeah, don't do that. Let's just play this scene that I love. It's pretty great between, um, Della Reese and um, Allison. So after that scene, um, we're going to see Julia's mom getting ready to go out for the night and telling the whole like valet staff or whatever not to wait up for her. Then we go to Allison talking to her friend from jail, Della Reese, at the bar. The TV is softly playing the news while they talk. We find out that he's spending... Virgil spending $500,000 every weekend to pay his loans, and he's barely making interest. Or, like, barely, like, getting to the interest part of it. Mm-hmm. She tells Allison that she doesn't know what he's getting into. Virgil owes his soul to a tycoon named Loretta. She thinks that Virgil is dangerous. Loretta will cut her up and salt her like a hog. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Allison says that Loretta doesn't give a shit about her. But the friend insists that she needs to let it go. This woman isn't going to let Virgil go without a fight. Suddenly, the news on the TV catches their attention. And this is where we find out what we're going to find out. 105.53 to 108.14. The body of Marion Whitney was found today in the wreckage of her car on this road in Clark County, just south of the Richmond Freeway. She was renowned throughout the state as a wealthy philanthropist and a highly successful thoroughbred owner. A preliminary investigation suggests that Mrs. Whitney was driving at an unusually high speed when her brakes failed. Mrs. Whitney's daughter, Julia... He fixed Marion's car to make it look like an accident. Now he's going to steal all her money, too. How could I have been so stupid? I can't believe I didn't see it before. Wait, just... I just never would have suspected that Virgil had killed my daddy. I just never would have thought that. Your daddy? I can't believe. Your daddy? Why didn't you just tell me the truth? You used me. 
I'd do it again. He killed my father. You don't know that. I know that. I know it with every fiber of my being. I just can't prove it. Terry, look, you've made a new life for yourself. Don't waste it on these things that aren't real. No, I can just pick it up like a book we didn't finish. I know that. I've got a lot to apologize for. No. No, I should have done it a long time ago. There's enough time to do it. God, if I hadn't left you, none of this would have ever happened to you. It's a little late for that, don't you think? I know that. That's what hurts. Been apart too long. I left you, and I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. So, she dead. She dead. Well, actually, I don't. I mean, I think she's dead. They said they can what her condition is, so she might still like. I mean, she's dead. She's, she's dead. dead. Like she's, she's dead. dead. Like that's the whole. That's, mm-hmm. But like, okay. I have a whole list of things that I want to talk about after this scene. But one thing that I didn't add to this list was: was there even a party? I don't think so. Like, I think it was an excuse. You think yeah. that like she was? Like, you think, I think that she's like. Saying, Maybe she has. Maybe she has a guy. Maybe she has a side piece. Okay, because I was like, is he so insidious that he'd be like, "Hey, come to a party downtown." Like, he creates a as party. some other woman, and then like tells her to drive out. Also, wouldn't she have like a butler or someone driving her? That's what I would. Th- well, uh, yes. Like this elderly woman drunk driving around town is like very dark to me. Like it's yes. not that you have to have a driver. And I know we're in a post Uber world. I know we've already discussed that people probably drive around the suburbs here shit faced all the time. Just this is where it is, Virginia, rural Virginia. But um, uh, what the fuck? Yeah, there's a lot of questions hanging over this Convenient. scene. Yeah. Um. So I wrote, it's how fucking hashtag far Clinton back does body this count, go? You know what I'm saying? Clinton body count. <laughs> Dude, totally part of the Clinton body count. Oh my God, you're so, that is such good tea. By the way, you guys, um, when we're recording this, last time we recorded it was the week of feral hogs. Uh, today's August 12th, just because this will air probably two months from now. So, <laughs> yeah. And um, by the way, if you, when think- we're making timely, <laughs> timely, timely references. Clinton body count. And by the way, if you, if you ever really used up that, that hat, Hashtag in all seriousness, you need to re-examine certain things in your life. I mean, like, let's, I'll be real. Like, do I think the Clintons are the problem here? No. But do I think they've probably had someone killed? Oh, for sure. And those are two separate issues. I can still want Hillary for president over Trump and know that she's part of a murder scheme. Anyway, <laughs> um, one, how fucking far back does this go? Did Virgil kill the brakes in her car in the first accident? That's something I wanted to know. Because mm, what are yeah. the odds that this whole fucking family, everyone would always be getting Very in an accident? Very suspicious. Two, surprised she got so emotional that she gave away her secret that's so high value because this is right after she told Sam eh, it's me like 
Oh, yeah. She just started being like, my daddy. And he yeah. was like, wait, your dad? And then it cuts to a brand new scene. And he's like, I can't believe I didn't know. Or something like that. It's like, wait, wait. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to fast forward the entire, through the entire confessional moment. Right. And, right? Like, it's like, and so I just was like, she is very clearly a very cunning individual, right? And mm-hmm. like, she's done all of this. It's all been very planned and thought through up until now. And then all of a sudden, she loses her shit when this random old lady she doesn't know dies. Like, because she's been keeping so much in. Oh, well, she pieced, she pieced things together. I don't know. I mean, and like, like she should go lift weights or do whatever it is she <laughs> used to like get out her energy before. Like, go yeah. fucking read a newspaper. Like, you are you're too much is on the line. I think she's just it's, she's you know she's just coming fresh off that like horse moment. That was very scary. And she's realizing this guy is like, he's dangerous. And like now he really won't stop at anything. And like, it's just, it's all dangerous and scary. Yeah, you're right. I wrote, on what fucking planet am I supposed to be sorry for Sam? This is some good points, Molly. Mm -hmm. This is where you start to get into it. Yes, he was a teenager when all this happened, but he's a little soon to sort of forgive, to sort of forgive himself for this, even if he says he never will. If you're a part of ruining someone's face for the rest of their life, Molly, like, this is just me. You were like, I'm, you were just like really hashing this out. Like, like, you're writing your op ed. You're writing your op ed to the LA Times. About, like, also, this editors. is like me writing an op ed. If you're a part of ruining someone's face for the rest of their life and you take off and have the balls to return, you better expect that that person you fucked over got a full facial reconstruction surgery and is looming in the wings, ready to use and manipulate your ass. That's literally the bare minimum of what I would expect if I was saddled with this kind of guilt. True, though. Yeah. Like, I could never go back. And if I went back, I'd be like, this will flip on me. Like, I literally, like, dated this girl. Family died. Like, who knows what happened to her. She went to jail. Like, this is the other thing. No one followed up. Yeah. By the way, if he was if he was such a mensch, why didn't he visit her in jail? Yeah. Like, what did they assume she died when she got shivved? Like, did they yeah. find out she took a shiv to the face and like they were just like, or it, where where did they think she went? Yeah. I mean, she was she had like a she had no more than than three years in prison. Her sentence was like no more than it said no more than three years in prison. And so if he's like in love with her and feeling certain ways, don't you think like at three years he's like I can't. Can't wait for Terry to come back. Hey, where's Terry? Wait, no one's seen Terry since prison? I mean, also, like, you don't even need to have friends to have someone be like, oh, like, what happened to that friend, we, person we all grew up with that went to jail for three years? Like, no one ever heard from them again? Did they die in there? Like, Hey, remember, remember when I learned that really important life lesson that <laughs> I'm never going to leave my friends behind again? Remember that friend I learned that from? <laughs> Wonder where she is. <laughs> and, he, and it's certainly like exactly. It was not an empty courthouse. Like this is not like a sleeper thing. Like it's a quite. Where's the billionaire dude? That's number four that I wrote. Five. What's gonna happen to her job? And then six. How much can one woman take? That's I mean, literally. That's ultimately. This is like this is the ultimate five victimization of the female character. No woman in this movie got off easily at all. No, no. At Julia's mom's house that night, Julia's taking a bath with Virgil and asks him why he's so hung up on touching her mom's money. Isn't it enough that they already moved into her house? <laughs> 
Now, I wrote, did they move in within 48 hours of her mom dying? Because the way this plays out, it seems like it's the next day. Yeah, it's the timeline's a little screwy. Also, the uh, editing is screwy because she says this thing. She's like, I may not be very brat, but I know we shouldn't be throwing away good money. And then there's like this pause and he goes, mm-hmm. And then it just goes to commercial. Oh, no, because he <laughs> starts feeling her up under the water. Oh, yeah, was that too. But, but like he's feeling her up, but also going, mm-hmm. No, that's because she she like shuts up and turns into him, and he's like, mm-hmm, that's right, shut up, you stupid idiot. Like, I'm just going to, like, feel you up, and you're going to, like, that's all you I care I think I about. was, like, unwilling to she's accept like, the I know sexual... I'm not smart, but, like, you can t-, And he's like, yeah, let me see how smart you are. Like, he's really, like, that's, that's literally the part where I wrote in my notes, um... That's fucking dark. What happened to Julia? Why is she so desperate to trust him? Something happened to Julia. Yeah. <laughs> That's literally what I wrote. Because Julia, so when we first see her, she's like a very self-possessed woman hanging off his arm at that party. The mm-hmm. second time we, we significantly see her, she's like waltzing up to him and being like a seductress. So we actually think she might even be like sort of bad. And then now she's just like... I think that, like, he's been, like, putting some, like, Tide Pods into her, like, coffee or something. Like, she's slowly getting poisoned to death. Yeah, I mean, like, she doesn't have anything to fight for now. She's well, just, like, she's horny drinking. and dumb. Yeah. Oh, and also, yes. Drinking now. We have to remember that this is, like, full wasp economy. Like, they are all very drunk very mm-hmm. early in the day. I forgot Julia is a drunk. That's right. She is. She's, well, yeah. She's drinking her feelings. But what can I say this? Like, if I was Julia, like, I would be that drunk all the time, too. Uh, yes. What else would I do? I mean, what has she been doing? You can absolutely drink. You can absolutely be drinking white wine at noon if you have millions of dollars to your name. Yeah. As you, and maybe you should even be doing that. Absolutely. So Virgil meets Allison at a steakhouse. They're there to have a conversation. 109.28 to 112.06. I did not expect to hear from you again. Well, I'm glad you came. Because I owe you an apology. I know that you've worked hard for what you have, and you'd like to keep it. I understand that. We could make a lot of money together. Go on. There's a lot of public auctions coming up, fine horse farms that can't break even. I intend to buy them up. Lukash is backing me, so you can see where I'm headed. Well, I wish you all the best. No. I need you. Oh, really? I run the money, you run the horses. <laughs> I don't trust you. Well, that's good, because I don't trust you. Now, you can do what you want with your end of the money. You can squander it away for all I care. But one thing I do care about is winning. And you're the best horse trainer around. So you notice. I've never seen anything like it in my life. Your strategy, your intuition, the way you glide your hand over their smooth, firm bodies, looking for one little intrusion that would cause a distraction. It's like you know what they're thinking every minute. I wish I knew what you were thinking right now. I think you do. I think you're the most exciting man I've ever met in my life. You are an incredible woman. There's a 
the girl inside there after all. But a girl with a certain lifestyle, I don't invest in failure. <laughs> now, I like a woman who tells you right out she's looking out for herself. I don't think you have what it takes to keep a woman like me. After Saturday, I will. Have you seen the stakes? Mm -hmm. You think you're going to win? Oh, yeah. I'm going to win me a million dollar cup and as many bets as I can lay off. And then after that, I'm... Aren't y'all going to invite me to join you? Oh, you remember me? The wife? Julia, you're drunk. Well, why shouldn't I be? Aren't we celebrating? Well, Mama's dead. You can spend all her money now. All right, that's enough. Basically, like, she brings him up to this uh, to, to this meal, and he thinks he's there for a business meeting, but right away he's very turned on by her. Yeah. Tell me about it, Ben. It was, it was great because <laughs> <laughs> I got lost in the sexual moment of it all. No, here's what was so good about it. The fact that, like, you know, so she's now, because she's doing every sort of, like, using my wits, and now she's trying to be, be seductive, uh -huh. and she's seducing him, and he's falling for it, and then Julia just shows up, and the fact that, like, when Julia shows up, and was like, oh, sorry, I'm sorry, I guess you forgot to invite me to John, <laughs> you know, and then his response is not like, oh, shit, he just goes, you're, You're drinking. Drunk. Yeah, yeah. So wait. So let's just like also be clear about this. Like, I don't know. I kind of grew up in a town where like I was I think I was telling her guest last week, like I would drive towns over if I wanted to even like kiss my boyfriend in public or smoke a cigarette. Like I would be get the fuck out of town several towns over because someone was going to know my aunt or my blah, blah, blah. Right. This man waltzes into a steakhouse that they clearly all drink and hang out yeah, at. I mean, and Jonathan's like, at the next table over, practically. Cozy's up to her in a booth. And, like, the best part of this whole scene to me is that Julia slaps him across the face. And then, like, he leaves and she sits back down. Like, she's like, not done yet. She not only Not only that. She, like, flops down on a couch that's very close to the dining area. Mm -hmm. Like, there's, like, tables and there's, like, this couch. And she just cries on this couch in a very public space. Mm -hmm. <laughs> While there's some, like, odd mid-90s bongo music playing, by the way. <laughs> it was, like, strange, like, weird. I don't know how, what, like, maybe, like, a tabula or something like that. But uh, strange percussion. And uh, you would think that she would be the one that would want to leave the restaurant. Right? No, to me, this is like what people think happens at Soho House that Soho House would like to tell you doesn't happen, but that absolutely does happen at Soho House, which is someone's like, I fucking live here, bitch. Like, I'm going to slap you and I'm going to sit back down and I'm going to order a Kale Caesar and mm -hmm. then I'm going to like get another drink and like, I'm not going anywhere. Why, I'm a member. Why would I have to leave? I'm getting very much like I'm a member. She's I'm a staying. member of the steakhouse. Yes, I'm getting Julia. She's, this, is my, this is my mother's steakhouse. I don't care about. Uh, yeah. Why would I care about slapping my dirty dog of a husband? I'm going to sit back down and have another fucking martini. I didn't do anything wrong. Mm -hmm. Right. That is the that's Julia's mode right here. And I like that. I yeah. like that. Like I, I. Well, she's already on a rampage. I mean, she already went over when to you, this golden corral, and she's like, "I am. I'm like, this is." When you have nothing to lose, you know what I mean. Like yeah. she does technically have something to lose, but she's Julia. Like she doesn't really have anything to lose. She doesn't give a fuck. Right? She just knows that he doesn't even care about her anymore. And she's rich. Mm -hmm. And she's pretty. And mm -hmm. she's great. 
So um, I wrote, this is amazing. I'm so happy for her. I wrote, I'm next level sad for Julia. I remember being in my early and mid-20s and having adults like work above my head in the way that it's very clear here. Because Allison approaches her and is like, Julia, I just want to let you know, like, I'm not out to get you. I know you don't believe me. Yeah. And Julia's like, why would I? And like, good call, Julia. Why would you, right? But like, in reality, Allison's really not. Like, it's not a Julia issue, right? It's It's 100% Virgil. Well, Julia has a great line here. What is that? Because when Allison says, Julia, I know you don't believe me, but I don't want to hurt you. And Julia goes, you're right. I don't, I don't believe, believe you. you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a, such a good Julia burn off that puke green couch. And she's like, I'm out of here. I know. I know. But like, this actually really endeared like Julia to me. Like, I really it was, was a power like, scene for her. Well, actually, no. Well, we know what the real power scene for her is. Oh, no, we do. But I mean, I just like, I just like in that moment, I was reminded of her youth in a yeah. way that like, Tragic. yeah, yeah. I was just like, she's young. Like she's in over her head too. Like, well, she's also been like shattered by this man. Right. Exactly. She, she, she used to be very self-possessed and happy. Exactly. And now she's like a drunken, like Husker performer self. And Allison like, is like, yo game recognized game. Mm-hmm. Like I also was like a vulnerable young woman. And now became a husk of myself, afraid, you know, you saw yeah. me at the party She's with like, my hair. remember this? She like does. She like mimes. <laughs> she mimes like the movement. You remember my me. signature move? Remember this? <laughs> the hair curtain? Um, so um, Allison comes knocking at Sam's uh, in the middle of the night. He's like, why are you here at my door at this hour? So cut to the two of them sneaking up to the bar. And Sam's like, you're nuts. What are we doing this for? And she's <laughs> like, look, you know, I don't know that Virgil's. You know, I don't know that Virgil's going to dope Starline, but I have a good feeling. So, And then they're at like a lab. It's, okay. like, it's like three sh- things like so really quickly. So she's like, Sam, you know your friend who does the equine food testing. Bring the food. <laughs> like, so right away they get the food samples turned out at the equine lab. And we find out that there's apparently some synthetic adrenaline in there. Um, she says that basically this synthetic adrenaline is basically so close to real adrenaline that the horses like can't it can't even really be so detective. Can't why at this point why are they not like calling the feds and saying uh check out the We the invented adrenaline. a new drug. Yeah. Like like why, like check out the food at 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 the Virgil Chance Farms. Right. So I mean but also like can I hit that like what the fuck is synthetic adrenaline? I, yeah. Like, how would you do, like, how would you extract adrenaline? Yeah. (laughs) What? Synthetic. I'm fucking so confused. So Virgil meets up with Lorraine and her bodyguard at the track. The thing that's so unsettling about this actor's performance in this great way is that you can tell the actor himself does not have a big dick, but that he walks like he does. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. It's interesting to see an actor who can fake BDE. That's nearly impossible. These are Mm -hmm. my notes. Really getting deep this afternoon. Um, by the way, like this is the best I could do after doing half of another movie. So if you guys aren't enjoying this, uh, it's Crystal Bernard's fault, not my kin. Okay, one thirteen forty one. No, it's really the ecumenicals. <laughs> um, that's the real problem here. One thirteen forty one to one fifteen twenty one. Virgin, Loretta. You look pretty calm. Summertime, the living is easy. Good. Let's hope you still feel this way after the race. Oh, you'll get your money. I want you to go suck on a popsicle. Relax. Hector? Beat it. Well, we got a problem down here. They're going to test our horse. What? 
hell is going on? Running a spot check on Starliner. We've got evidence of possible drug use. That's ridiculous. What what evidence? Roger Wines come with me. I believe you know Miss Bevins. Thomas, you make sure that horse is ready to run. George? I'm telling you, she's trying to frame me. Why would she do that? To force me to sell the stable. She's been after him from day one. She isn't going to stop until she ruined me one way or another. Sorry to keep you all waiting. Make it fast, Doc. We need to get the race started. Well, we've done a thorough examination of this horse's skin and also an analysis of the saliva and the blood. Man. There's no evidence of drugs. This is a perfectly normal horse. He's quite clean. That's impossible. There, there's no indication of synthetic adrenaline? None at all. I guess you made a mistake. Let's get going. We've kept people waiting long enough. Virgil? Sorry we messed you up. Yes, sir. Miss Bevins, I want to see you right after this race. you got some questions to answer. You're going to have a few more to answer after my lawyers get through with you. What principle is she reporting to after, like, being like, hey, I think maybe this guy is drugging his horse? Yeah. Who does this, like, like off-brand Bob Euchre think he is to say that she has to come back and report to him when right. she was the one being a whistleblower? That's like, yeah, that's like saying, like, I think someone's burglarizing my neighbor's house. And, like, they're not. So, like, they're like, mm, you're fucked. Like, how dare you? But also, by the way, this entire thing uh-huh. doesn't lead to anything in the movie. It leads to nothing in the movie, which is <laughs> a great all-time else. lifetime dropped plot line. It also doesn't really, like... So we're going to come up on a scene eventually, which we'll get back to when we're done dissecting what just happened. But... Um, He's basically going to be like, oh, I know who you were. I knew because you were so good with Starliner. That happened hours ago. Like, she was good with Starliner hours ago. And now he's just figuring out that Allison is Terry. Well, and the other thing is, like, at the track, the people are like, oh, we found evidence of doping. Mm -hmm. And so they call him in. And then another guy comes in and says, oh, the skin looks fine. I'm like, well, what about... Blood. The, what about the doping evidence you guys just did? You know, right? Or what about like yeah. the? I mean, because so when he says like, well, why would you know? Why would they accuse me of that? And he's like, she she wants to accuse me so she can buy my horse. It was very like um bad Scooby Doo villain. Yeah, where I was like, oh, your logic sucks. Like even these stoned mm-hmm. teenagers can see through your terrible like also, false logic. But also a testament to the old boys network, okay? Because mm-hmm. you know what? Guess what? If that had been a woman this saying that was a crazy Yankee if, if that bitch, Ju- if that had been Julia saying it's it's a framing, I'm telling you, they'd been like, sorry, we're we're pulling Starliner, one hundred percent, make him go around the island of Manhattan instead. It is so interesting though that like they're so like. What? Like, this guy literally, his wife went to jail. The one you haven't heard of or seen uh, since she went into jail. Um, the poor woman with the facial deformity, lifelong community yeah. citizen, uh, horse horse community member, kin mm-hmm. to the horses. She is that person. No one's heard from her since. And the reason why she went away was because she was 
stuffing the horses full of cocaine. Mm-hmm. Also, by the way, she's still rocking the black scrunchie, which she had even in jail. So she's that's still like, in mourning. Yeah. She's now mourning Julia's mommy. But, you know, I, I think also, I thought what was going to happen was at the end of the movie, like when everyone was getting arrested, I thought that like, oh, and guess what? Uh, he was paying off all these officials and they were all going to, it's going to take down a whole system. Same. But Yeah, but no. This well, that's is, why this I also just, like, was... bad regulating. Again, like, I maybe I'm being like generous and this is just a bad movie, but I do think that <laughs> the way that this ends i'm like this is set up for a series yeah like they've left the, the right shadow experience dangling yeah. things mm-hmm. for me to be like mm, i could watch a season of that mm-hmm. um yeah i also don't i don't know when he came in and was like yeah we checked its saliva we checked its blah 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 i was like this is like not sexual enough but still is vaguely sexual yeah yeah. Like, I didn't need him to be like, yeah, we got a fecal, se- like, sample or, like, <laughs> oh, we, like, took blood or whatever. But, right. like, skin and saliva, I don't know. Like, that's not really enough to determine whether I, or I not. Felt like it was, it, I, I felt like it was not a, a comprehensive test and, like, they should have pulled Starliner from the race. Well, that's the thing is, like, bottom line, just pull the horse from the race. Pull the He's horse. Not ready Wait today. To, yeah, like, the, you spent, like, 15 minutes. This is, like... Th- like you only get 15 minutes and this is like this this could be huge fraud Ben I like cannot wait till we are brought in as honor oh my god would you love oh my god my dream I know that you Ronnie are probably more likely to do this ever than you and me but my goal in life is to go to the Kentucky Derby mm-hmm. and meet Danny Lynn and I went to high school with someone named Danny Lynn just so you know Oh, uh, Danny Lynn Burkhead, Anna Nicole's daughter. Oh. Because you know Danny Burkhead and um, uh, Larry, sorry, Larry Burkhead and Anna Nicole met at the Kentucky Derby. Mm. And so they still live in Kentucky, Danny Lynn and Larry. Mm. And every year that's like her big day out is like she goes to the Kentucky Derby. And like it's just very heavy, like good Anna Nicole folklore vibes, like really good. And I don't love that, you know, Jackson and Brittany are trashing the place up because I truly, like, to me... Or Mitch McConnell. Right. But, like, I'm actually, like, I'm more like, come on. The Kentucky Derby is for nice people like Anna Nicole Smith and Mitch McConnell, okay? Don't fucking stay out of here, Bra- Jackson and Brittany. Like, I, like, yeah. fucking pick a lane, okay? Well, like, big dick energy. Yeah. So, all right. So, um, I wrote, I love her style in this era of her life. She literally came in like she was going to a chic wake. Um, Starliner is winning the race. Julia's saying, come on, my baby, that's it. And Allison's looking at her like, literally, truly, like, never talk to me or sign again. Like, it's just like the way that I would feel. Like, whenever someone's like, talks to wags like that, I'm like, don't, you don't fucking know him. I don't, yeah. Like. There's an, it was entitlement and it was disgusting on Julia's part. It's just fake. It's fake. Starliner's not your baby. It's just sad because she's saying what she thinks that um, Virgil wants to hear. You're right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, she doesn't need to f- do that. To, a false emo- emotional connection, like, with an animal or child is disgusting. <laughs> You're done. Mm-hmm. So Starliner wins. Sam turns to Allison and says, I guess you were wrong. Sam is right behind them, though, and is ready to shove his BDE right down their throats. Um, 116.24 to 118.54. I guess you were wrong. I guess you were wrong. Terry. Isn't it wonderful to see Starliner finally getting the recognition he deserves? It was the way you handled Starliner. 
It's the only thing she ever handled well. And I'm gonna make sure that you never haul another horse this side of the Ozarks. When Virgil is depressed and desolate and all alone and in prison. So that's what this is all about, just getting Virgil? That's right. You're going to spend your whole life searching for revenge. How dumb. Not to me. What have you done since you got out of prison? You used a lot of people, made a pile of money. You're drunk. Well, I've had enough to look at you and say to myself, somewhere in there there's a woman that I used to love. Until her face became too ugly for you. Seventeen years old. If you could forgive me, maybe we both could look ahead, not back. How do I do that, Sam? I guess you can't. Maybe you were right. Terry did die a long time ago. I'm gonna go to bed. Let yourself out. Sam. Sam. with the child voice at the end it was very aggressive that it was a, a regressive i was like is this like a role play are we in that like mm-hmm. role play space is this like what you were she's, doing in high school she's at her most vulnerable she's drinking again possibly the root of what happened that night in the i car. mean let's be real did terry ever drink like i she not drowned, like this she drowned down two bottles of wine or they did between them which, for a woman who was in jail for the last three years, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure she's, you know, drinking whiskey and doing coke on Wall Street. Okay, Allison's yeah. seen some shit. Terry, not so much. Terry, I feel like probably had a couple Bud Lights maybe on her wedding day. Yeah. By the way, what's going on with, um, the, like, I'm sure there was, like, a parole officer that or she has to, like, check in on. Like, where's See, that? See, that's all of like, that's fair. Yeah, that's, like, where's Especially that? Especially if it was a drug charge. Like, that's something that you follow up on. I do wonder if she got extra time off because she did a full, like... Basically, like, she was like, I'll be your patient. And maybe there, like, shouldn't there have been also, yeah, yeah. But there no. also probably was something with, like, the sentence, like, you're also forbidden, for, you have to be, like, 500 feet from a racetrack, you know. <laughs> right, right. Right? Like, it seems like there were some holes in the sentencing. Um. So this is what I wrote on my notes here. What the fuck do these people want from her? This town is fucking insane. <laughs> How badly... How badly did she put anyone out to deserve all of this? She gave Sam $5,000, which is like clearly a life-changing amount of money for him. Um, He can go ranch anywhere else. She also was like a professional on Wall Street. She can 
get him any sort of job that she needs to. Virgil killed her father and let her go to prison and stole everything she ever knew. The fact that this girl at any point during this whole movie, this woman at any point during this whole movie says sorry is mm-hmm. appalling to me. It is. And also, by the way, what's going on with her job? I mean, hello. She has like a high-powered job up so in New York. And she's just like puttering that. around here. Where's the billionaire? Like this man, she's like, if I don't get your money back, does she get his money back? I don't <laughs> think so. It's like we'll just ignore those stakes. We'll introduce them and then just like let them sit there. That's for this For series. season two. Um, so she and Sam stay the night and the next morning she puts a blanket on him. I guess they fucked on the couch or something. Her hair's in a fresh braid, ready to go take on the day. She's at the bar. She's greeted by a farmhand, a younger farmhand than the one who was there before, but she knows this guy and he blows a dog whistle to bring the like local dog over or whatever when she gets there it's just the local dog like i don't know why like was the dog gonna eat her if you didn't call it like at this moment she's just like here's a dog whistle so she's like does this work on the horses and he's like of course it can we use it for training sometimes yes how does she not know this um (laughs) you know that's a good question uh uh it's just a convenient bit of uh like uh horse knowledge blind spot Virgil's job was like to probably come on and like shovel manure right when he first joined the farm so like how does he know advanced horse training techniques and she doesn't yeah it's it's weird that she would not know since she's quite truly a horse whisperer Mm -hmm. except for that one horse like you would think that she would be like up on horse like horse whistle uh effects like, or a dog whistle effects on horses. Uh, it seems pretty basic. Like, you know, like basic sounds, commands, senses that you can touch of a horse. I mean, like, I mean? horses are, like, notoriously spooked by things. So I think a dog whistle yeah. is, like, really, I mean, dog whistles spook things so much that there's really a phrase called dog whistle. So, like, you know, you would think she would put these things, these concepts together. So she thinks back to the night that she and Sam were having Starline blasted with the flamethrower and the outline of something in his hand. It's a dog whistle. Come up on Allison in the barn with Starline. She's apologizing in advance for what's about to happen to him. She blows the whistle and Starline's, Starliner Triggered. starts going nuts. So Virgil and his farmhand come in and see this. And Virgil's like, nothing but a tin whistle. All I needed to create adrenaline in him the farmhand pulls out a knife and wields it but starliner is being fucking crazy and yeah. knocks him in the head and, um, and if this if this farmhand thinks a knife is gonna scare uh, starliner? allison oh. no allison nay terry who was in prison <laughs> <laughs> allison nay terry she was in prison. She had her face sliced with a shiv already. She had the other side of her face sliced with broken glass. You think this guy holding this knife as and if he's about what? to turn on a car, that that's going to scare her? She recovered beautifully. Like, she already knows, not only does it not scare me, I can come back from it ten times a day. Yeah, I, you know what? I got stabbed in the face, and now I'm this. Mm-hmm. She might be even cuter after the <laughs> third time around. Like, yeah, that third time around would be the best. So after that, we see a shot of Julia following Allison up to where she and Starliner <laughs> are standing. She ropes up her horse and comes down to talk to her, 121.43 to 123.06. I forgot to mention that Starliner runs out of the barn once he kicks the guy in the head, and Allison jumps up bareback onto the horse and rides off. Swoops off while the farmhand. Like, do you have any idea how difficult that is for, like, a petite woman to 
swing yes. her legs over a horse and bareback ride it up into that, the distance. That was the big money shot. That's what they hired the stunt woman That's for. That's some Kelly Benson. That was Kelly Benson. That was Kelly Benson. <laughs> and then and that was like, you know, that was Bethany Frankel lying on the ground there with a farmhand who like I don't know if he even survived that that yeah. knock to the head. Save Kelly. Okay. My God. Is it really you? Hey. Terry, if there was any horse doping going on, I didn't know about it. I swear I didn't. Virgil and I started to see each other after you were in prison. After the divorce. You know what happened to me will happen to you. He will gamble and he will lose. And he will use you. You will lose everything you have. I know. I need to tell you something. I know that Virgil killed my father and he killed your mother. I know it sounds fantastic and I can't prove it right now, but sure as I'm standing here before you, it's true. You gotta leave. You gotta get out of there, get a divorce. Help me prove what he did. I can't do that. You can, Julia. Tara, don't you understand? If I bring him down, I bring myself down too. Everything I have is tied up in him now. What'll I have left? No, what'll I do? Julia. Hard to watch. That's my notes after that. Mm-hmm. It's like just sad. It's sad to see like this woman be like Julia. Julia, you seem so empowered in the restaurant, and here you are crying. Game, your- recognize game. And Julia's like, I don't know what to do. I'm fucking dumb. Like, I don't have a choice. Like, he's going to ruin my life. He has everything. Guys, don't ever sign a piece of paper. Also, um, Julia has the only white horse in the entire movie. I know. Yeah. Mm. Virgil comes up to uh, Loretta or L- Lorraine or Loretta, whatever. Loretta. And Hector at the party. And the two of them aren't fucking around anymore. He comes up and he's like, hi. But there's like no smooches or exchange or anything like that. They're just all business now. And she's like, go get me my money. So he goes into the bedroom and opens up the closet door that has a safe inside of it. While very casual and relaxing jazz is playing, mm-hmm. essentially. It's the party. By the way, it's so interesting looking back that like that house ever since she went, ever since Terry went to jail, it was like a party every night house. Every night. At, with those nasty green carpeting. If you know, I was Hunter the green. cops, I would have been like, sign number one that maybe we got the wrong guy. Yeah. Um, Rampant so, cocaine in this house. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm going to to him. Julia's in the room. She's holding a gun in a suitcase full of money. This clip is 123.49 to 127. Are you looking for this? What are you doing? You're not going to do to me what you did to Terry or my mother. (laughs) Poor dumb Julia. It's taken me three years to figure out how dumb I've been. No. No. You are the only one that I ever loved. God, Julia. 
Where'd you get this? What are you talking about? Funny money birds are the what I'm talking about. You're not serious. What's the real stuff? I know you have it. You just no, won the look, damn no, derby. Look, that is straight from the bank. You are mistaken here. Believe you, Judge. Loretta, I wouldn't stiff you. Virgil. I liked you. I carried you. Go back in that house. Come back with my money. and her bodyguard are all taking out in cuffs. Mm. Okay. So good. It's fucking over, bitch. So good. I do feel pretty satisfied by all of this. Allison's looking on with a smug look on her face while Sam holds her close. I love that Julia was wearing a wire. She looked really cute with the little butterfly. She has butterfly clips in her hair that are like, you know, rich girl butterfly clips. <laughs> yeah. Like they're very like photorealistic, you know? Uh-huh. Um, it's a good scene. I mean... Julie is not so dumb, uh-huh. but like that. I mean, God, can you think about the emotional repercussions of like someone you loved, like looking at you and being like, "You're so fucking dumb." Yeah, I mean, what an, that was what that would an awful, got me. But you know what though? When she's like, "I'm not so dumb after all," dumb fuck face, Virgil. You know, it's nice. Still doesn't that doesn't feel? I wouldn't feel like I'd feel like great. This is like my this is my prize well, for like. She'll need some therapy. She'll need some therapy. Thanks, Ben. You're right. <laughs> and and you know what? You're I right. thought it was great. That I, was, I thought it was great that the women were, were, came came together. Ultimately, I don't know if we needed Sam there. I thought like he was actually annoying right now. This oh, is a, this I is a woman done moment. with Sam. Sam has no personality. He has he's doing nothing with his hair that I appreciate. And uh, I don't think he should even be there. You know who he reminds me of? Is did you follow that like? beauty guru drama that happened on YouTube. Tati Westbrook, like the 30-year-old that like put James Charles on blast. I don't even know any of these words. Okay, never mind. But anyway, for those of you out there who speak my pathetic language, um, <laughs> Tati's husband, James, reminds me a lot of um, Sam, whose name I can't even remember. Pretty not memorable. Mm. Um, cute, though. Seems Sam, like Sam reminds me of the dad from Silver Spoons a little bit. Oh. You know? Mm-hmm. I was a little young for, I saw like there was once in a, like there was a window, a one year window. Well, that well, was in no, reruns. but like, you know, at the very least, it's like, this is someone who thinks that like getting like a huge amount of toys for his child is a substitute for, you know, personality. Oh, that's how, okay. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, I just don't think Sam was like, I don't think Sam earned this. He did not. He, he didn't actually earn any did, of it. He did not co- contribute 
to any of this. And when this he is... was put out in any way, which he wasn't because he got paid $5,000 to do it. He yes. was like, what the fuck, Terry? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I'm actually upset that I compared him to the dad from Silver Spoons because that was actually a cool dad. And you know what? Like, the truth was, Della Rey did something. Mm-hmm. Lana Della Rey did something. Okay. And then Julia did something. And and so did uh, by the way, Allison. She was touched by an angel. She really was. <laughs> Delaray touched by an angel. Truly. She was. And like the only one who did like truly nothing this entire movie what a good was friend. Sam. Oh no, yeah, no, Sam did nothing. And like Sam yeah, Sam's a flop. Like Sam has abandoned her at every turn, so quick to back out. I'd love to see how that played out in series. I'm so I'm so sure it would have been great. I do love that also Delaray is like a criminal and like she's at this with them like she's like yeah. i would never voluntarily be him be like we met in jail yeah i'm not a part of this but mm-hmm. i'm just here to watch her get wiretapped so i got some counterfeit money you know yeah i was the one who supplied the counterfeit money i'm like wouldn't the feds have supplied the counterfeit money by the way right. they're in the middle of a sting they're in the middle of like a, an fbi sting i think the feds nice probably could job allison nay terry um <laughs> Okay, so again, my note here, this has to be a backdoor pilot, has to have been why this movie end with several dynamic cast members and an existing villain who they are also invested in, plus a brewing romantic interest between Sam and Allison if they didn't want this to be a series or at least have a sequel. Finally, Wilshire Court Productions. Doesn't it feel so good to see Wilshire Court Productions? Uh, I actually don't know the context of that. It's just like when you drive down Wilshire, there's oh, like that logo, like the yeah. same thing as like Raleigh Studios. Like it's just like the like the weirdest part was seeing the Paramount logo after seeing the, <laughs> I was like right. Paramount Studios. So <laughs> this is another good thing about the movies of this era. That's also like we're doing a lot of them this season. Is that the reason why these are so much more higher quality? Is because they weren't churning out like three a month. Mm-hmm. That's the problem with current lifetime movies. They it's can just, be like, well, my daddy's cyber life, like because yeah, it's, it's a they're doing four a year, right, or four a month. Like this is they were doing maybe twelve movies of the week a year, you know? Yeah, I mean, also, um, how do we feel about the fact that like there was this really major um, like criminal sting that just happened? And, like, years of trauma have sort of just been, like, finally revealed. There's sort of, like, a huge release for these people. Mm -hmm. And their reaction is, well, I don't want to waste a perfectly good party. Right. That's very Julia being, like, I have to finish. I don't care if my husband just ruined my life. I have to finish my martini. It is very, like, that's the other part that made me think, like, okay, this is the series. Like, they Mm -hmm. don't want to ruin this party. They want to stick around. and like party continues. You know what? We paid for the DJ. Mm -hmm. Like, as if the feds weren't going to, like, get everyone out of there, take some fingerprints. Like, this is a major crime that they they just arrested, like, a triple homicide. This is huge. I actually think that, like, at that moment, the emotion of, like, finally seeing this guy getting taken away, Mm -hmm. I think Allison and Terry would would just cry. And she would see Sam, and she'd remember the car accident, and she would cry, and she'd be so happy for where she's coming, the justice. But also, she would realize at that moment that no matter what, even though she got justice, it does not fill the void, mm. and it would just be tears. Do you want to know what it is? Deadass? Deadass, my answer, and it's so true, is fucking adrenaline. Like, because I would, my, my, like, looking at this, I'm like, I'd be exhausted, Mm-hmm. I've gone through facial reconstruction. I've been to prison. Yeah. I have like learned how to like be a shark on Wall Street. I've swindled a billionaire into making all this happen. Like I've done all of this. I finally got my ex-husband arrested and won back my childhood home. I'm partying in it right now. I need to fucking take a nap, right? Mm-hmm. No, but after all of that, what else can you do 
but stay up and party. You gotta like, it's like finishing a big play, right? Mm -hmm. Like sometimes after this, after I do this podcast, sometimes I need an hour or two to wind down when I get home. Maybe put on some Degrassi, smoke a joint. You know how it goes, right? Do some horse coke. (laughs) No. (laughs) No, this podcast is horse coke. That's actually like really scares me to think about. (laughs) That horses aren't horses on coke. Yeah. Also, like ever since, like I don't know, just like I'm not comfortable with like I'm everything is fentanyl I'm just in it. Around. What if that dog died? Like, what if that horse died? Like Lil Peep. <laughs> what if there was fentanyl in it? What if that? What if that like horse like somewhere like John Travolta is like jamming adrenaline into its heart? You know, like you know, <laughs> it actually be Eric Stoltz. I would love that. <laughs> mm, a little mashup. We got a flamethrower. We've got adrenaline. We're doing it all. Okay, so <laughs> by Quentin Tarantino. What if literally? I this, would love. Oh my I'm God. not wearing shoes. What if he came out like literally in barefoot, like mashed like, up with the century? Like what if Quentin Tarantino like rebooted this whole Did thing? Did you see Once Upon a Time? In I Hollywood? have not seen it. Get ready if you like feet, honey. I heard he was like, "I'm only making ten movies. This is number nine. We're dining out on feet tonight, baby." Yeah. Okay, so. This is a very late podcast, um, and the one and a half the movie I've done today. So what we're going to do is thank Ben so kindly for being here and doing all of this at the WeWork in Pasadena. Um, hit me up. <laughs> um, we're going to do our scale. Ben, we don't even need to ask your favorite movie. You've been here. You've done this. Um but let's just say no. Really, well, fine. Say we have to remind me how the scale works because it's like inverse. Okay, right? so one is like the best movie you've ever seen, like a and, fine cinematic piece mm-hmm. of art. And five is like the worst. Is like lifetimey. Yeah. We call it. We don't say worst. Most we say lifetimey. lifetimey. Yeah. Okay. Um. So on a scale of one to five, is this a very, very, very good Oscar-winning movie, or is it very lifetimey? This is like a five. Oh, this as, is a five. As high of five as I could possibly ever give. Believability of the world and characters. This is a this is a five. <laughs> but wait a minute. Like, yeah, I mean, wait, I, I never mean, even... Sammy, do you mind just quickly bothering to Google if this is a true story? Because <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> um, creative use of words to avoid censorship. Like, I didn't notice anything that was like, oh, that's really bad. Like yeah, I yeah I actually didn't either. Um, let's give it a one. It wasn't. Trust me, this movie is. They there did was a no. Job. There was no. Even um, in the jail, it wasn't awkward. The only moment was when during that toast in the beginning when he was like, he doesn't know the horse's head from his, and then everyone laughed. Right. That was the only. Thing. That's also very like southern. Like you fill in the blank. You know what? Yeah. You know the power of suggestion strong in the toast. <laughs> Dialogue. Dialogue. I mean, this was really. There were like one or two. It was really good. good lines, it was but kind of good. Like for a movie. Like what's crazy is that you were talking about how good the um, exposition was or whatever in this um, in this movie, and I was watching the bulimic one, mm-hmm. and I was like, "You're right, Ben. It's fucking killing it." Because if you think this movie's good, it'd be like, "Hey, are you going to mom's house to clean up after the wake?" No, I'm trying out for the Olympics tomorrow. Shh. It's so hard going through a breakup. Yeah. Like, it was like every line was like, are oh, you taking me there? It was really the 30 to 50 feral hogs of dialogues. Like, would, it was like everything I would give took it me a there. Three, because I did still feel like there was a lot of clunky exposition. 
You know, so I would give I would give it a three. Okay, wardrobe, not bad. Not bad, not great, but I guess of it's like closer to a real movie though than it is like someone That's just fucking robbed a TJ Maxx. You know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, not I guess not. not Farmware terrible. looked good. Farmware apricot. Was a, the apricot was a real strong look. That was actually her best. Like, and then come on, when what's her face got out of jail? Um, Della Reese, when Della Ray Del- got out of Del- jail, Del- she great. looked awesome. And honestly, Julia was really very, very sophisticated. Julia was sophisticated. She gave me major Courtney Cox moments actually throughout. Yeah. And I'm going to say, you know what? Mm-mm. I'm going to give that a full on one. Wow. Because you want to know why? I liked the hair clips. Yeah. Um, she was like, you know what it was? Because that was a. That oh, was, you know what? That was a- I'm going to take that back. Wardrobe was going to be a two. We got hair and makeup, which is its own category. Oh, okay. And you know, the thing is. That's also- more egregious. Yes, it definitely is. And also, by the way, uh, this 99 is like peak Ashley Judd time. And Julia was very much a perfect Serving Ashley Judd choice. Major, yeah, major really Ashley Judd. That. For hair and makeup, I think let's give it a three. Right. Well, I mean, the, the, Ooh, wait, the no, actually, there were some there were some real significant um, prosthetic issues I'm and wig to, issues in the beginning. You're right. I'm trying to make fetch happen here. It was awful. It was <laughs> bad in <laughs> was a, <laughs> that we actually got actual real like prosthetic makeup here. We got there was like also like an errant braid that um, Terry wore to the bank at one point. Like this one single braid. It's a five. Was, like it was a five. It was like very much like her hair at times looked like Ron Perlman and Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> You're right. That's exactly <laughs> right. That's exactly right. Um, music, I will see that we had whatever like montage music it was was scrubbed from this. So but we there missed was that. a score. There was like this like a recurring mo- uh, motif that I liked. But a lot of times they played uh, like the score was a little too lighthearted during serious moments. A little yeah, too like jazzy there's and like up-tempo. I killed your dad and to be like. Like it'd be like a little harmonica. It's like they didn't. They like they could only. They had only commissioned a certain amount of the score, and they just tried to repurpose it as best they could. Yeah, it's actually like my like the stuff that people love about Bravo music that I actually am like. This is a little rude. Like to play this, like do do do, crazy. Yeah. Like th- it was a little bit of that. You need I, some ominous tones, I think. A few more ominous tones. I will say it was noticeable enough that it bothered me. Maybe like a three. Yeah, I think a three is solid. Okay, crying. I don't care what anyone fucking says. This is what this category was built for. It's a fucking five. Yeah. That huge. cry when she like gave in to Della Ray at the prison when she it's like got was like and like her it's turtle mouth. No, literally, what <laughs> yeah. was that? movie with um fucking dana carvey where he played a turtle <laughs> master of disguise like literally that oh my god that is who she reminds me of that's why i've been harping on turtle this oh whole movie god. he looked like the mouth okay victimization of the female character i mean i don't know if i've ever seen a more egregious movie in terms of victimization of the female character they really they knocked that one out of the park I not mean, she- one woman literally survived this without an absolutely life-ruining event yeah she i mean she went through so much hell in the first 15 minutes julia's life got fucked up also the mom is dead gone yeah not one there by the way those are like the only two women besides all the women in jail and della right loretta who's who's doing okay loretta mm, loretta was actually pretty good yeah loretta's just bad to the bone yeah Okay, she ain't, she's not a man or a woman. She's a fucking beast, okay? Failure and or refusal to jump to logical conclusion. Um, There's the dog whistle thing. 
dog whistle. There was the fact that like the fact no that one... she kind of looked a lot like herself, just with a less bumpy face and blonde hair. Yeah, there was that. There was um, the fact that everyone just like was like fine with this idea that maybe she was uh, coked up her horse, uh, and then like that like. Everyone just sort of believed that. Never once thought Virgil might have been up to something, right? And then also like the yeah, just everyone that died. she left. She she left jail, and then like no one ever saw her again. <laughs> and someone who looks sort of like her shows up in town. Okay, this is a hard five. Um, is this a real story, Sammy? No. Okay, it's not based on a real story. Okay, okay believability character is fine. Because I actually have been like really working off the fact because like you'd be surprised what people do in America, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, drop plot lines. Oh, they had a lot of them. There was, uh, there was the millionaire guy. There was the doping. The doping. There was the uh, her never coming home from jail. Um, <laughs> yeah, we have. There was her entire business life up mm-hmm. in New York. Um, Delaray and her fake money. Where the hell did that come from with the feds? Um, I would say that this is like probably like a three or a four. It's pretty. Oh yeah, bad. I would say a four. Okay, and then font. Um, Font choices. Don't remember a font. I mean, it the was pretty was, like it was Times New Roman with a yeah, shadow. Was, yeah. Whenever they did captions. Yeah, it was not. Not egregious. Like a three. Yeah, it it was, yeah, not egregious. Not at all. Um, okay, so this might be actually the worst movie, or I'm sorry, the most lifetimey movie we've ever watched while still being 100% more enjoyable. Sammy, Sammy does the math here. 46 <laughs> is probably our highest score we've ever had. Wow. On this show, um, for this scale anyway, with like um, certain things missing and gone. I think the highest one we've ever done in the history of the show is with Ronnie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think it's due to your hyperbole. I think it's because you guys also fully see the absurdity of all of this mm-hmm. the way that I do. And for that, it's why we're, you know, we're no, kind of all was... brothers and sisters here. We're kin. Yeah. This one. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Maybe we... Maybe a monkey is my can after all. Mm-hmm. And you know what? This one was this one was off the charts. You know, I think one thing that it is that I feel like your scale does not take into account is the way like like lack of character development maybe or something like the fact that it would go from scene to scene to scene to scene and the scene I guess maybe that would be under like maybe undeveloped. To me that's lines. like sort of like logical conclusion too, yeah. where I'm just like, bitch, like why are you spinning on this wheel still? I mean, there's there's they just, they improvements develop their... to be made upon. By the way, the score is all basically a formality at this point. It's something that I started doing season one, and now I didn't I didn't think I would ever make more than fifteen episodes of this show, and now we're on season five. You guys, I really encourage you to join that Patreon. Um, but yeah, we uh, here we are. I'm still. Oh my god, that's <laughs> that that's the master disguised turtle. <laughs> yeah, I see. Does that look? Is that? kind of where we're going i feel like that's actually the person that lives inside of virgil <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah. when they arrest virgil like somehow like his real body deflates that he and that's him in jail oh my god i would hate to see how virgil held up in jail yeah let's see how he handles the chocolate mm-hmm. you know they called him cupcake and stuff oh, like that yeah. he definitely got cupcake day one mm-hmm well, you guys, that was it. That was actually one of my favorite movies we've watched in a long time. I say that a lot, but I really mean it with this it one. Excellent. This was wild, it was ride. amazing. And Ben, you and I always have so much fun together. No, thank you, you for guys. Me. Always know you guys know who Ben is, but all of his information is in the description box of this show. Probably, you know, you know that it's Ben. It's Ben from Watch What Crap Ends. and every like, just go to the description. You read it. 
Um, and that's where you can find links to his Twitter, his Instagram. Do you want to give any like specific shout outs for things that people should be looking for? Yeah, I have like a side project that I do. I was telling you right before. Um, I have a animated series on YouTube called The Real Housewares of Kitchen Island. <laughs> and it's basically a spoof <laughs> of The Real Housewives of New York. And um, I would love it if people just went and watch it because I'm going to write a whole bunch of new episodes. Uh, actually, hopefully starting tomorrow. So uh, there'll be new episodes up soon, but there's about, I think, seven episodes up right now. I'm so excited. When we air this, we will we'll run at least part of one on our Instagram or something would and make sure that. that people come and see it because that's so up our alley. I would say let's like, you know, lead out with that. But I feel like there's no ending to this show except for um, Monkey's Not My Can. <laughs> Monkey's not my <laughs> my summer 2019 jam. <laughs> Honestly, though, those Christians, I'm telling you guys, just scale it back a little bit, and you could get me. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I mean, the melody is great. The melody I understand is fantastic. The impulse, you know, so good. All right, thank you so much, you guys. Ben, thank you so much for being here. We should start doing plugs like more closer to halfway into the show in case you guys don't make it. But you, if you don't, you don't, you're not listening to this if you don't know who Ben is. All right, bye, guys. Bye. Thank you. Mr. Galvin, may we have this dance? Uh, enchanted lady. <laughs> oh, me. You know what? I want to do. What's that? Just call me Sam. <laughs> Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.